that's fine. I, mean, I didn't think it'd be that um, that high. But no, man, I like I I don't keep like a scheduled time for like how long I get the episodes. I kind of just keep it as like a feel. I I kind of gauge where the conversation's going, and then as it goes on, like. Um, I can kind of tell when someone's kind of like fizzled out on the conversation. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have to be. Like, uh, oh, well, I mean, like my longest episode I did was like, um, shit. It was either Alex. Rosario? Yeah. Or, uh, he's, he's doing wrestling now, isn't he? Yeah. He's also a dad. Pretty sure his wife, girlfriend, whatever they are, is pregnant again. Yeah, they just she posted that on Facebook. So honestly, I hope he has a daughter because I feel like he'd be a good girl dad. Oh, dude, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Um, I thought I wanted to. I thought I wanted a boy and a girl, but um, like turns out I just needed two boys. You like having the boys, right? You like having the boys. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think for me, like I want to really have. Um, I really like the like the idea of being a girl dad. You know, I mean, I would have been a good girl dad. I believe you would have, but. Um, you can get kind of rough with boys. Yeah. You know, they're a lot more like, um, like they want to fight, which is really cool. Sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, so you wanted to have like, so as far as, so I guess the whole COVID thing, so I'm trying to get this thing right. Um, the whole COVID thing, I guess really had some, a lot to do with you wanting to have, or not really wanting, I guess, but having to have people, like over the computer and stuff like that? No, man. So I, so honestly, the big thing is like, I made it kind of around my circle of friends that are doing really interesting shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like Antoni owns the shop. Right. You know, Alex does wrestling. He's the satanic Hispanic. And <laughs> is that yeah, his wrestling name? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, um, damn, what the, f that's one of his, like, that's his monic, like one of his monikers. Uh, Rage Unleashed is his wrestling name. Yeah. And then like, I had over a few other people, man. Like I originally, like obviously like I had on Jose a few times. Um, that's the motherfucking homie, but now he lives in Nashville and I was going to go into like album reviews with him. Like Kanye dropped Donda. And I was like, that's for some reason that was like my entry point into Kanye West. And I went back and listened to all his other shit. I was like, I get really? it. Really? You you didn't listen to like I, I was not into I was not into Yeezy, bro. You didn't get going to like graduation day and stuff like that? No, I didn't really like it. It wasn't my deal. Yeah. But I put on Donda and I was like, Oh my fucking God. It is it's on my list of like top albums. Is it is it a gospel album? Close to it. You think so? There's no cussing. Have you listened to it? I really haven't. See, I'm kind of the same way with Yeezy. Like I, I don't I recommend Donda. I recommend the whole album, especially like I know like you're really into your church and stuff like that. Like right. that's like a way of life for you. Yeah. It's a very heavily like religious based album, which usually is not something I'm like super into. There's something different about it, man. It's art. Well, what is coming from a non-religious perspective? Like, I mean, what what about? I think it? he's just really doing something different. I, I enjoy like spiritual music, you know, like uh, like Spirit in the Sky. It's my fucking jam. Like. You know, I have no aversion to like religious based music. Like I'm not super into like like Christian rock and stuff like that. Right. Not my deal, but um just cuz it like it has the undertones of being religious doesn't mean I'm like I'm going to turn away from it. 
but I don't know, like something about the the album, man. Like I, I feel like I understood like the message behind it that he was trying to send, mm-hmm. and he was just doing a lot of different shit that people were not doing. And then as a precursor to the release of the album, um, he did a, a listening party instead of like, which I think he's done before. I think I've heard I've heard about this. But he built his house that he had in Chicago, his childhood home. He built it in the middle of a stadium. And then just had other rappers and stuff, and like Marilyn Manson, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like chilling there on the porch with them, like going in and out of the house. And then as a finale, he sat in his childhood room and set himself on fire and burned the house down. What in the world? I think it's like, <laughs> I'm not into like super <laughs> expressionist art like that, but I think the message was pretty straightforward of like, it's almost like a rebirth, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kanye is crazy. Yeah. Like certifiably he's on medication and he yeah, gets he, off of wild. his medication to, to write albums. Like right. Right. Um, which I think is perfect because usually I have to like, if I'm ever painting in here or writing or anything, I have to like, I, I drink, you know, right. I, I can't do drugs cause my, my job drug test, but yeah, you know. of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I didn't realize you actually did in like any like painting or. Oh, I painted this stuff up here. It's not good, but it's what I had in my head. Did you paint that? I did not. I, I was did about not. to say, no. come on, man, no. that's awesome. No, this. So this came from my brother-in-law. This was a gift, uh, one year for Christmas. This I got from the Renaissance Fair. Um, and if I if I ever was like, did yeah, you, did you go this year? Yeah, dude, this is the first time I've ever been. It's fantastic. Dude, it's the greatest place in the world. It's really, it's it's very infectious. Dude, like I showed up and I was like, this is a whole other, like this is just a society yeah. all its own. Yeah, like, it's, it's a bunch, it's a bunch of nerds getting together, being fucking nerds. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. My kids and my kids love it too. Quinn really likes to listen to bagpipes, which I I love because I fucking, I love bagpipes. Do you have, a, do you have any bagpipes? I don't. I wish I did. I only play bass. You should go get some. When did you start playing bass? Uh, On my birthday. This year? Yeah, March. Yeah. What 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 brought that on? I love the bass guitar. Hey dude, you're gonna be like Bootsy Collins, bro. Oh man, Flea is my idol. Flea's Flea's cool too. But I mean Bro, Flea is more than cool. Okay, first of all, I have to I, I was waiting. Hold on. Have I have I have have I done something here? What have I have I struck a chord here? Uh <laughs> yes. <laughs> I um, Dude, so they're new and I don't mean to cut cut you off so but their their newest album Black Summer or they just they or Dream can. Canteen. Oh lord, I don't even know. Because Dream Canteen is not out yet. It'll be out in like Wait, October. Look, hold on. But go uh, go ahead with, with what you were gonna say. I went and saw Red Hot Chili Peppers last night. Last night? Last Where? night. Nashville? Nashville Nissan Stadium. Really? It was the greatest concert of my life. Was it really? I saw Thundercat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he opened. Yeah. And then the strokes. That's even cooler. How yeah. the strokes? And then red hot chili peppers. Chili peppers, you can do what you want, right? Dude. What is... I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to... Their newest album is Black Summer. Is it? Yeah, with like their neon, like... Their, yes. Their, the neon logo on the front. That's really good. It's a good well, album. Well, hold on. What's what's this? Because I'm looking at one right now. Unlimited Love. Let me April, see. April 1st, 2022. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's the album I'm talking about. I thought it was called Black Summer. That's like their biggest that song. song. That's the biggest that? song on there. Yeah, that's the first. I song thought so. I album. thought it was like their. The, I thought it was like the title song. Right. Yeah. Well, that was so. That was apparently, and I, I mean, somebody can obviously uh, quote me or correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I think that's actually the first album they got uh, John Frusciante back. 
like in the band. The, yeah. The guitar player. Dude, he's touring with them again. It's Dude. fucking amazing. Dude, it's it's night and day the difference. Yes. Like that he provides to that yeah. band. Yeah, he has such a unique style and like just a, a twang to his playing that they like. Did you know Dave Navarro was there a guitarist for a little bit? Like recently? Or was oh, it this was like in like the late nineties. Dave Dave Navarro was with uh, Jane's, Jane's Addiction, Addiction, right? Yeah. After Jane's Addiction broke up, and after Frusciante, talk about an awesome band, Jane's Addiction. They're really fucking good, man. Yeah. They're really good, and I know that some people think that they're very like one dimensional, and that might be true. But it's good nineties music. It's really fucking good nineties music. You it's, know what I mean? It's like it's like listening to Metallica, like. Cause like I, so, I've kind of I've kind of gone back on a Metallica kick here recently. Oh, me too. And like, for whom the bell tolls is the greatest Metallica song of all time. We can debate that, but um, <laughs> and I, I will I will debate it to the end. I'm right. That's fine. We 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 can talk about it. But <laughs> but I, I gen, genuinely like if you listen to from the time they they started working with Bob Rock up until they stopped working and was that their producer? Mm-hmm. So Bob Bob Rock, they weren't with him. They did the first, so they did Ride the Lightning, they did uh, Master Puppets, and then uh, Injustice for All, I think that was the, well, Kill Them All too, before Ride the Lightning, but um, those four were before Bob Rock came in, and Bob Rock, he produced like Motley Crue, and I mean, just all types. A bunch of hair metal. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But like, so when they got with him to do the Black Album, they worked with him on that one, Biggest record they've ever done. Right. Um, Wait, which one? Uh, the Black Album. Black Album. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With entertainment and all that. Um, Black Album, Load, Reload, that one Garage Inc. thing that they did where they did a bunch of cover songs with like Whiskey in the Jar and stuff like that. And uh, Turn the Page. Turn the Page, right. It's a great fucking cover. That is a great cover. Uh, Whiskey in the Jar is a good one, too. Um, Really good, actually. It's a great rock song. But they did that, and they did that album, Saint Anger, um, that they Best made. Best album. Oh, dude, great. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Um, but, like, you know, I so so. did you watch that, that documentary that they did with it? No, my kids are always awake, so I won't watch it with them around. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Um, but they, so I guess I'm saying all that to say, like, it worked for because I actually really liked Load, the one that had like Bleeding Me on it and stuff like that. That was like the follow up to uh, the Black Album. Right. I really enjoyed that album, um, but it wasn't to me. It wasn't who they were. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and you can definitely hear them getting back to their roots. As far as when you listen to something like Saint Anger, that's kind of garagey and and very, it sounds like they were trying to almost dive into like a new metal, right? Kind kind of sound, you know, uh, very radio. F- I don't even know if I'd call it radio friendly, but very radio friendly in terms of like it's it, pop metal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's stuff that people. It's it's to the it's it's not dated. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's to the time period. You know, and I think Kirk actually talks about that in the in the. Uh, in the documentary, but you can go back and actually hear like on St. Anger as opposed to their next, their follow-up album, which was Death Magnetic. And they worked with Rick Rubin. Rick Um, Rubin has produced some fucking albums. He's a, he's a genius. Yes. 
he is a freaking genius, man. But I loved what he did because he kind of like put them in a – he told them like, look, dude, you guys have been doing this for 25-plus years, man, like up to that point. Dude, you know? the Chili Peppers have been together for almost 40. Oh, yeah, 100%, That's dude. fucking crazy. Yeah. And they're still coming out with new shit. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, when I first heard Danny California – that's my favorite Chili Pepper song. Dude, I listened to that song. When, so when did that come out? Like 2007, 2008, around there? It was on their Stadium Arcadium right. album. Which is a great album. Wasn't it? I thought that was their album right after Californication. Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like the time, like the year or whatever. It was around that time. I was in, We were in like middle or high school, I think. Were we? Was it yeah. that late? Yeah. 2006. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's man. late as shit. Um, Stadium Arcadium was a really fucking great album. Tell me, baby, dude, come on, man. That's all. I can't believe I just sang into the microphone like that. I couldn't help it, dude. I've so. sang, I've sang a lot into these microphones. Snow's a great song, but I guess so. Like the first time, the first time I actually heard Chili Peppers was Danny California, and I thought they were a brand new band. Like I went to my dad and I was like, Dad, listen to this new band. I just Found out about it. He was cool about it, you know, whatever. And he was like, yeah, that sounds oh, really good. Oh, good job, cool. man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, these guys are brand new, right? He's- Flea did that on stage last night. He was like, hey, thank you guys. We're the Red Hot Chili Peppers from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Everyone was like, ah. I love that because he's the most ham- the, the most humble person in the band. Right. I love to hear him brag. Oh, yeah. Like, I, if it was like, because I paid like too much for the tickets, probably like $250. Her ticket. Did, did they go? Did Peyton go? Was it just Peyton you? went. And it was it was me, Peyton, uh, her friend Brittany, her mom, and um, one of Brittany's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got four seats. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was really awesome. How close were you to the stage? Uh, not that close, but close enough. We weren't in the nosebleeds. Yeah, well, you know. you know, it was a Nissan. You said right? Yeah, it was in like the middle of the field. Oh, mid mid. You know. That's yeah, pretty cool. And it was, uh, it, but if, if if they would have said like Flea's just gonna come out and rip his bass for two hours, fine. I'd have been like, yep, I'll pay for that. too. I'll pay the same amount of money. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like that. And he did most of the talking too. So like, honestly, at the risk of sounding dramatic, I I could have cried when they came out on stage because like I've been listening to the Chili Peppers since I was like four. Yeah. Like I think. Other Side was the first song I really remember that by them. Great song. And I thought that Anthony Kiedis was really, really cool because he looked like Keanu Reeves whenever that song right. came out. Looked like Keanu Reeves and John Wick, right? Yeah. 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 And I was no, he no, he looks like Keanu Reeves in a Matrix at that time. Oh, at that right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Uh gotcha. very clean shaven and he was like flying lips in a black and white, like obscure, you know, art piece. And I was like, you know why he can do that? Because he's Anthony Keyes. He is Anthony Keyes. He's also a very big egomaniac. God, these fucking flies. Yeah. Um, have you read his autobiography? Uh-uh. I have. Really? He is a dick. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I buy it for sure. He's, I mean, he's, he's a huge... He is very, very self-centered. And reading the book... and it, Now, granted, it came out in like 2004. So there's been a lot of life to live between 2004 and now. Right. And I hope... I hope he didn't relapse into drugs. Flea's been off drugs since he was like 30. He's like 60 now. Yeah. 59, something like that. He's been sober for 20 plus years. A long time. Right. And Anthony Kiedis got off drugs in like 2003. 
and I really, really hope that he has stayed sober. But I was reading the book, and he relapsed so many times. I felt like I was in a toxic relationship. I'd be reading the book, I'd be really new. I'm like, fuck yeah, Anthony. Like, get your shit together. Do you it, got man. this. Do it. And then he'd be like, and then I got high. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Dude, that's that's how I kind of like. I was kind of. I felt dirty, like, because I read uh, Nikki Six's uh, Heroin Diaries. Diaries. Yeah. And, like, I haven't read it. You know, I didn't read it all the way through, but I read, like, halfway. I didn't finish it either because I would only read it in Borders whenever my mom would take me to the mall. Yes. And she'd go walk around, and I'd be like, Mom, can I go to Borders? She'd be like, yeah. And I'd go straight to the autobiographies, Heroin Diaries, and I'd pick up where I left off, like, the last weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, and I would sit there the whole time. Like, people from school would come through. They'd be like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, no, nah, I'm reading. Fuck out of here. <laughs> 100%. You remember when Hastings was around over there? I didn't go there enough. Dude, I didn't either. Because I, didn't, I, I knew I was going to spend money. Right, yeah, yeah, 100%. But, like, I didn't start. So when I was actually, when I really started picking up reading, um, that was one of the first places I went, like, for whatever reason. And I don't really know why, but it was just, it seemed like it was, it was different. Hastings you know? is very punk rock. It's very punk rock. And yeah. I was at that point in my life where I was, I was still, like, pretty, like, I don't know if angsty is the word, but I mean, I just thought it was. You're cool. trying to be new and I was edgy. Trying to be, I've hundred percent. I'm yeah, always yeah. trying to be new and edgy. What are you talking about, dude? Gonna you're gonna lose, you're gonna, gonna shadow box these, these. I'm gonna lose my fucking shit today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give some commentary on the microphone, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like, I wish you guys could see this right now. <laughs> this is. You, you gotta get. You gotta put your Joe Rogan voice on for that. <laughs> Whoa, big right hand! <laughs> ah, <laughs> it is all over. <laughs> ah. Dude, if, I wish everybody could see my face. I just made it. Oh, I saw Joe Rogan live too. Did you? Yeah, not too long ago. Where'd you see him? Him and Dave Chappelle in Bridgestone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Segura was there. Was he really? Yeah. Do you, do you made a joke to... about jacking off his five year old. Okay. Really funny. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> did, uh, so do you listen to Two Bears, One Cave at all? I don't. You I don't. And I didn't get a chance to watch that clip that you sent me either. Oh, I have this thing where. I have this mental block where I have, I have a buddy named Joel. He's on the same uh, – we have the same coach. Like, we're on the same lifting team. And he sends me posts, and it'll stack up, like, five messages before I'll open any of them. And then I'll react to all of them at one time when my brain will finally let me be like, yes, you can watch this now. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Dude, you're just wired different. I, I guess so, man. It's like a it's – a, it's a build-up thing. Or like I've got to let it. I've got to let it build up until it explodes. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to me about the lighthouse. Okay, tell, that's what you're gonna ask me about. Tell, tell me all about it. Have you not watched it? Yes, I've watched it. Okay. Tell me about it. It's just been a while, so. Uh, I was I'm, planning actually. So I was planning on because I knew we had kind of had a brief dialogue like on Facebook about it. Yeah. And it wasn't even really a dialogue to be honest, but um, I was I was like I need to go because that movie actually is freaking phenomenal really good um, have you seen the witch david eggers is, is awesome um no i haven't seen, seen the same witch. guy um well i'm sure that's phenomenal too. it is um i've seen the majority of hereditary which is completely unrelated i have not watched hereditary, hereditary but that's funny that you say that because the same page that i do you follow lighthouse memes now I mean, I probably I will after this. <laughs> okay, so that's where I share all my lighthouse memes from. Right, right, right. And only because like that guy really loves making those memes, so right. I want to support him. Sure. I don't even know who he is, um, but he memes. said that it, he made one of those. He made one of those jokes where it was like uh, he just swatted another fly. <laughs> she uh, she's a ten, 
but her two comfort movies are The Lighthouse and Hereditary. So that's really funny that you say comfort that. Comfort movies? <laughs> yeah. Which he says that he watches The Lighthouse all the time, and I can't imagine having a movie like The Lighthouse on just kind of in the background. Would you spill your beans for so you're fond of me lobster all right have it your way <laughs> all right have it your way i'm fond of your lobster that's awesome like i just and i feel like i'm so glad like for for uh robert pattinson mm-hmm. i'm so happy that he didn't get typecasted i'm glad the boys have him now yes man yeah. Yeah. holy cow dude yeah the I boys mean, the boys have robert pattinson now the girls have their time Oh yeah. Now he's the boys. He's he's with the boys and yeah. and I completely agree with that scene. Now he's coming to attack me, dude. Yep. He's he's had enough of your mess. Um the the fly, I mean. But yeah, it was it was an absolute phenomenal movie and I I mean with uh very Cthulhu, very Lovecraftian. Oh dude, I you was ever read Lovecraft? Cthulhu. I've 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 dabbled a little. Um You should dabble some more. Yeah, I feel like I probably <laughs> should just to kind of scratch that itch you know what i mean the the one thing that really kills me about lovecraft is how incredibly racist he was and i just kind of take it with the times you know what i mean yeah it's hate like i still listen to morrissey and morrissey is a self-righteous also fairly racist piece of shit but (laughs) but the smiths make really good music right um right so like, but Lovecraft like. I feel like we talked talked about that. And I don't mean to jump jump off the mail. I think we talked about that in our last episode. Yeah, which like was... I'm I'm very much into hate the artist, not the art. Right. You know, because otherwise, who would listen to the Doors? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, because what's his fat was a piece of shit. <laughs> who? What was his name? I'm Jim Morrison. Yeah. yeah Jim the Morrison. God of the Vida. Get out of here with that. I read I read Rayman Zarek's book about him. It's called uh, Damien Harris. Is that no, what you said? no, Ray Manzarek. Oh, Ray Manzarek, the keyboardist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was called the Poet in Exile, and it's like a, I guess his way of coping with Morrison's death. It was like he faked his death. Yeah, he didn't really. Dude, what in the world, man? That stuff's wild. I don't know why that's reminding me of this, but have you ever seen the stuff that Pink Floyd puts out, or not puts out, but did put out, where they were talking about? Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, the guy that like went and lost his mind and got way too way too doped up. Um, All the rock stars of the sixties, right? And 70s. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I, it'll it'll come to me eventually. But just seeing like, holy cow, man! What what is that dude? It's not Ro- not obviously not Roger Waters. Um, it's the song that they wrote. Um, the song uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I never got super into Pink Floyd. So it's about this this guy that was in the band that was super, super artsy. And like was, Those are the worst kind of people. Oh, yeah. He was totally just off his rocker with, with, with drugs and stuff like that. And they were like trendsetting. Like he was all about the art. He was never about... You know, if I just live in a van the rest of my life, I'm trying to remember this guy's name, man. Um, was he in Pink Floyd? Uh-huh. He was, and he actually had to leave because he got too doped up on, on drugs. And it's like, it's different because, um, it's, it's just different because of how, um, oh man, I'm, I'm trying. 
not the Sid Barrett. That's his name. Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. I've heard of Sid Barrett before. Yeah, Hold so, on. Yeah, he he. So they have this. Uh, he's a super. Like if you look at his early photos when he was really young, like when they were first starting in the mid '60s and late '60s, dude, he's like a super handsome guy, man. Like he's super charismatic and super uh, artful. And then you list, you 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 go back, and they actually had a picture. He had, he had been so strung out on drugs for so long, and so like this one, just yes, that one, man. Yeah, he looks fucking dead here. That's not even that. That's not who he was. And they said that like they yeah, came right to here, record. He was a handsome dude, dude. When he really was like when he was when he had long hair and was actually like, like right there, man. Yeah. Like, dude. Just trendsettingly, like, awesome-looking, man. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you get some stuff like that. And it's just like, you get some stuff like that where you just, it, it almost, like, takes you. How did I even get off on this tangent? I have no idea. We were talk, talking about the doors, weren't we? Um, yeah, I been, I could talk about drugged-up rock stars for a long-ass time. Because, like, all the guys I look up to were on drugs. Right, I mean. Like, uh, I mean, f- well, first of all, Flea was doing a lot of acid. Yeah. Um, Lou Reed, uh, yeah, from the Velvet Underground. Right, right. Listen to Velvet Underground. I listened to it a little bit. Fuck, I love Velvet Underground. Yeah, and a totally, in a totally like pretentious avant-garde way. <laughs> I, I really love like Mo Tucker, the way that she did like ritualistic drumming, and then like I forget the dude's name, but he like he was responsible for all the droning right. that was in every Velvet Underground song. Mm-hmm. And Lou Reed has such bad main character syndrome, and um. Him, guys like him and Iggy Pop and Didi Ramone all make heroin sound very fucking enticing. <laughs> well, I mean, go, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Have, no, have a ball. No, I can't do heroin. There's no way. <laughs> have, have a ball, man. If there's, one, <laughs> if there's one thing that I have, it's an addictive personality. And I don't think very many people can successfully just dabble in heroin. Yeah. There's a reason it is like the second most addictive drug Next to, um, well, probably third, because I think first is nicotine, second is alcohol, and then third is heroin. So, I mean, but if I, I've stopped drinking for months at a time, so I could probably kick heroin. You could probably do it. Famous Go last ahead and words. try. Famous last words. <laughs> I, 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 I got it. Kick, yeah. I could probably try. kick heroin. <laughs> now, I did, I did have opioids for when I got my vasectomy, and I will say... They're the shit. Solid stuff. Huh? They're the shit. <laughs> That's I, why you need a prescription. I was on I was on whiskey and uh, hydro, or oxy oxycodone, and Dude, I mean it it's, it's me up. It's a mild. It's a mild opioid, but I didn't real. I didn't know this, but apparently mixing opioids and alcohol can kill you. So <laughs> don't they say that? I'm just built different, bro. <laughs> honestly. You're just built different. I'm just bro. built different. <laughs> just put 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 that egg that right egg there. Right there. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> dumb stuff, dude. That's dumb stuff. Bro. Um but yeah, one hundred percent I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. That's the that's the very reason I do strongman and like ninety percent of what I talk about is music. Sure. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. Like I will go to anybody and tell them that my music taste is better than them. You think it's better than mine? I don't know, man. I think we have very similar music. Yes, taste, like, yeah. I think about the only thing that you that I listen to that you don't is probably black metal. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I think it's garbage. But you know. 
So you, you can yeah, have that you wrong opinion. <laughs> you can have that wrong Everybody's opinion. entitled to have at least one. You know what I mean? I think if I found one black... I did find one black metal song that my wife likes. I think if I could do that for her, I could probably do that for you. I think... Well, I don't know. Would you consider like Slaughter to prevail? Like black, they're not black, black metal at all. Think so? No. Okay, I got you. First of all, they're Russian. I'm right. That has nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, they're. I mean, they're good, like death metal, metalcore type shit. You know, deathcore type stuff. What's that one song I heard? Um, like Yaga Baba or something like that. Um, oh yeah, that means like. Uh, no fuck, Baba Yaga. There we go. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like their uh, their boogie woman. Yeah. Um, that's. Not, that's that, I mean, it's still a banger though. I really like. This is gonna sound really fucking pretentious. The shittier the recording for black metal, the more I like it. Sure, yeah. I mean, like I appreciate like good musicianship, and there are some really well produced black metal songs that I like. But this one solo black metal project, Borzum, mm-hmm. it's um. This is this is virgin speak here. Okay, this is for virgins. Um, it is dark language, dark speak. Which is, from, which is from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Borzum means darkness. It's Soromon's language. Okay. Virgins only. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you just go ahead and <laughs> just go ahead and have that. And uh it, do what you will. So when he recorded when he recorded his first album, he was recording through a headset in the middle of a room. He where there was one microphone and he played all the instruments himself. Mm-hmm. And the recording quality sucks, but there's something so intoxicating because it's it creates this kind of atmosphere. That's why it's listed as atmospheric black metal, mm-hmm. and it is fucking perfect. I forgot what I was listening to, but my brother found so one thing that I like one disease. Well, so there's like two or three uh, diseases that I'm like extremely fearful of but one just kind of supersedes them all because of how heartbreaking it is and that is dementia oh shit dude fuck that man dude dementia is the worst i could i I could only imagine well i i would say because you know how to play guitar right your chances are pretty low right like learning an instrument can really prevent dementia alzheimer's all that shit because you're creating those new neural pathways Sure, sure so um, but there is a, there is ballsy a, ass flies, dude. Man. This guy is this guy is trying, man. He's really trying I, I to get one of those salt guns, dude. That'd be, dude. Awesome. My father in law has one. Um, but there's I forget who wrote it. Um, but there, dude. I'm just watching this fly right now. I can't even focus. <laughs> um, there is this album that goes through like i think there's like seven phases of like dementia and it's like a musical it's like musical composition and it goes through the seven phases and describes the seven phases of and i could be completely butchering this and there's like four or something it's been a while since since i've listened to it but it's got phases in it and it's just so heartbreaking because you can hear the music on the front end. The first phase is like, okay, you have it, but like you can kind of tell that there's something about it that's just a little off. Maybe something's a little delayed. There's a little bit of off timing. And as it progresses, and I, I honestly couldn't finish it. I mean, it was so heartbreaking to listen to, but it's just an instrumental uh, album. 
And who's it by? I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I'll have oh, to. Okay. I'll text it to to. I tell you what. I got. I say right I'm here. gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. I album about dementia. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, right here. This is how you know our phones are listening to us. I have literally never ever typed the word dementia into my phone, and it is suggesting to me album about dementia. I'm telling you, man. This Fuck is, you. This, 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 this is crazy. Everywhere at the end of time by the caretaker. Let me see. Yes, yes, the care. Yes, that right there. Okay, so that album, like, by the time you get to like phase four, how many phases does it say it has? Oh like? shit! Hold on. I was back. I'm a tab whore, so I I keep tabs open for like. In case you have uh, other things to talk about. <laughs> no, it's because like I always think I'm gonna go back and read shit, and I, I never fucking do. You never do. Right. Yeah, like I have I this tab. I'm getting back to a guitar that I want. Yeah, but it's like a bass guitar. Yeah, it's like five hundred dollars. It's like a. Uh, well, I paid like two hundred for mine. Chump change, dude. Come on. Yeah. Pff, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um. It's a it's a uh, uh Sterling Music Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. I'll show it to you after this. But yeah, it's yeah, really, do it. It's really fucking sexy. Um, oh shit. Let's see. Uh, uh, sample ballroom music. The albums six, six months period. Give a sense of time passing. There are six stages. Okay. Yeah. So by the time you, it get- was recorded in Krakow, Poland. Yeah, I mean... That's how you know it's depressing. Yeah, because Poland is... No offense to anybody. All, all of Eastern Europe. I mean, it's... Very depressing. Yeah, I mean, I except mean, for maybe like Sweden. Sweden's a beautiful place. Sweden's West West Europe. Oh, it's true. Yeah, that's like true. anything that was previously under the reign of the USSR. Right. Depressing. Yeah, completely. Ukraine, we are, we are praying for you. Um, so, but... We're going to come back to that. We are? Yeah, because okay. I, I have a Russian lady at my job... Who oh. who has a little bit of a different perspective on it, which I'm not saying I okay. agree. I I'm gonna preface it for the future conversation right. that I don't support the war in Ukraine at all. Okay. But I'm just gonna provide another perspective. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um so but th- that that right there, you know, you talk talking about like an atmospheric uh an atmospheric metal album like that and that's not what that is at all. No, it like, says here ambient avant garde, dark ambient. Electronic plunder phonics. I don't know what that is, but fun. it sounds cool. The fun, fun stuff. Um, it's uh, I didn't realize you, <laughs> you liked one of my 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 memes. This is what what we do. So for those that don't know, we I don't know that I would consider it so much a competition as far as our meme game goes. I don't think I would call it that. I think it's just we had we we, we respect each other's meme game. I think there are plenty of times where like. Part of my goal for sharing any meme ever is for no one to get it. You know what? I've had a couple instances <laughs> like that where I'm like, I want to enjoy this because I can tell there's some humor behind it, but I don't understand the reference at all. So I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Memeing is another language sometimes. It can be, man. Yeah. Um, but like, so to kind of wrap up what I was saying, um, that album, by the time you get to like phase four, it, the way it is described, it, like just just reading it, the way it's described, it is the most depressing thing because at the at, at some point, like it just it's quiet, like it's just a 
prolonged period of time. I don't know how long, but it's a prolonged period of time where you are not hearing anything. Or if you are hearing something, it's just jumbled up mess. Like right. You can't. And it's so depressing because it's like everything that you remembered about yourself and remembered about anybody, you, it, it just, you, you can't, you can't remember it anymore. It right. doesn't make sense. You're just, you're, you're, you aren't you anymore. And I couldn't, I, I don't know which is worse. Like, I would almost think being the person that has to watch someone that has de- dementia is worse than actually having it. Probably, yeah. I and I don't want to so. say, I don't want to say that to it's sound. It's not like the real victim is the outside observer, but I understand what you mean. You know what I mean? And, and I just, I couldn't imagine like going to somebody that I cared about and like having to watch that, yeah. like having to reintroduce myself to somebody I cared about every time I saw him. Yeah. So I have a coworker, um, which is crazy because first it was the coworker's wife. And now like she doesn't work in my department anymore. Um, now he works in my department and his grandmother, uh, had dementia and, uh, they took care of her and there were like, I'm not gonna lie there. There were some funny times. Like she would be a real, uh, not to disrespect her. She passed away, which mm. is terribly sad, but mm. she'd be a real asshole to <laughs> her caretakers whenever they were at work. Like she would like throw shit at them, racial slurs, all this oh, shit. Goodness. She was an older black lady, which kind of makes it funnier to me. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, and go back and review this later. And, and Lawanda, uh, shit, I don't mean to name, to name drop, but my, she's the homie. Lawanda would come to work and tell me, she'd be like, yeah, Granny being racist again, yelling at, <laughs> yelling at the caretakers, and I'd be like, really? He goes, yep. But it's, she said, yep, but it's okay. I'm going to tell her she can't have no chicken nuggets. I'm going to tell her she got to eat. <laughs> I was like, why? And she goes, because she'll only eat chicken nuggets right now, so I'm going to tell her she's not. she doesn't behave. She can't have no chicken nuggets. I was like, word, I got that. Yeah. But it's like, it was like taking care of a little kid, and then finally, like, she would tell me, like, the real fucking hardships of it all, like, it was a very big strain on like just everyday life, you know. Right. And you, you and, and and this might sound fucked up, but you can't lock somebody with dementia in their room, which is confusing to me because I feel like there should be almost like a rule where like if you know they're gonna harm themselves, I guess it's to it's to prevent abuse. But I'm thinking more along the lines of like when you go to sleep at night. Sure. You know what I mean? Like have some surveillance set up, you know, in case they need you, and then, you know. Um, but you can't even lock them in their room when it's time to go to sleep. So like you're constantly having to be on guard and just trust that whenever they wake up, they're going to come wake you up. Right. And I'm like, fuck. Cause I take my sleep very fucking serious. Sure. Like I have to sleep. You I take to... any su- supplements for it or anything? For sleeping? Yeah. I try not to. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I don't want to get, uh, like I've gotten the way even recently of like, uh, I was relying on like, I would just <laughs> It's the kids. I would just take like uh, Benadryl, and I would have like literally like a like a splash of whiskey mm-hmm. to because I've been working like sixty hour weeks, doing a lot. Um, so what? Doing a lot, man. Ah oh, shit. Um, we can talk about that. <laughs> there's it, no fun. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> no no fucking bueno. Um, but 
I would sleep a good like seven and a half hours and I'd wake up and I'd just be fucking like dog ass tired. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then one day I was like, yeah, it, it could be, it could be the Benadryl and the whiskey. So let me not do either of those. And I still got tired, fell asleep and I actually slept less and I felt more awake. Yeah. Dude, sleep is weird, man. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Super important though. Yeah. It's Cause like, important. have you ever, well, you don't drink coffee, do you? Every now and again, I mean. So, like, I drink I drink coffee. Like, well, I haven't been, like, during the work week, like, what I've been doing, which may or may not be good. I don't fucking know. I don't care. <laughs> um, but, like, my, my shift starts at 4.30 when I'm working overtime. Mm-hmm. So, I, I wake up at 4. I will wake up at 4 because I work right at train seven minutes up the street. Right. Wake up, get dressed, brush my teeth, slam a protein shake, grab a rain. And pack my lunchbox, and then I'm out the door. Yeah. And I'm usually in the parking lot by like 4:25. That's like yeah. that's like what 10 minutes worth of stuff you got to do. Some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the late the latest I've left is 4:20. I made it in the parking lot by 4:27. Hey man. Yeah. Look, hey, so, try to. I tell you what, try to leave at 4:30, and try to be there at 4:30. <laughs> you know what? I'll do it. Do it, man. Uh, Do it, man. But yo, bro, I made it. <laughs> I actually wound time back. <laughs> I tried to do that last night driving home from Nashville. It didn't work. Uh, but uh, who'd you say was there? The Strokes and Thundercat? Thundercat. I wish I was only able to catch like two songs. Like two so or three songs. Thundercat was... Hell of a bassist. Yes, man. But he did uh, one of the bass lines for one of the songs off Mac Miller's album, uh, Swimming. Really? Yeah, he did... Um, I didn't know he was around that long. The song... Uh, he just song. did a song with the Gorillas. The Gorillas are also good. Yeah, You're, Cracker Island. Listen, man. Uh, here, Okay, so... <laughs> let, me, let, let me just say this. The gorillas are too good to have as many features as they have. And I'm just being 100% honest on that, as far as I'm concerned. You mean you think they don't need that they many features? They don't need that. They, they have human. a feature in like every song. Dude, I'm looking at Humans right now from 2017. Yeah. Every song except for like the intro has a... Okay, well there's, a, there's two, three, four. I've run, I've run through like 15 songs and only three of them don't have a feature. I appreciate about that about them though, honestly. Like their song "Saturn Bars" off of off of the the Humans album, mm-hmm. right? That's on that album, right? Because uh, I know they came out with hu- Humans in the Now Now, like back to back, pretty much. You you would ask me that after I close the app. Um, wh- what is it again? Sorry, Saturn Bars. Saturn Bars, yeah. Was Featuring Popcon. Popcon. Yeah. I would not even know who that is if it wasn't for the Gorillas. Yeah, and I mean, I I I, I get that. Like, I understand, you know, wanting to. You know, give somebody a chance. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Of, like, I wouldn't know who Absol was. I'm gonna reach inside and grab some ice. Yeah, but I wouldn't know who like Absol was if I didn't, um, if I didn't listen to like um, watching movies with the sound off uh, by by Mac Miller. Um, I, I wouldn't know who who he was at all. Yeah, um, and he's a phenomenal lyricist. Um, so, you know, I, I understand, like, you know, the point of it. But to me, it's like, what do you... I don't want this to sound any kind of way. Because I truly respect the the art and trying to make it. Right. But 
at at what point are you almost coming across as like we're just doing this album to give everybody else a shot? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they did the most one of the most recent things where they were releasing episodes, the animated episodes. Right. They had like Elton John. He doesn't need that. No, he doesn't know? need that at all. Robert Smith from The Cure. Yeah. He doesn't need that he doesn't either. He doesn't need that. Every, like, The Cure is one of the most famous fucking bands of all time. Right. Um, so, I mean, uh, I think the Gorillas have done a really fucking good job of avoiding that we're going to go ahead and give you some clout type of energy and also being closed into one box. Like, I think I posted a status about it a while back where it was like, if you don't have at least one song by the Gorillas that you enjoy, you're trying to not like them on purpose because they've covered such a wide range of genres that how can you not like in their, in, in their first album, they had, um, demon days or, or before that? No, uh, no, like night 19 to 2000 yeah. is I think was, right. or 99 to 2000, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, had like, uh, had fucking, uh, finally someone let me out of my cage. Um, oh, that's gorillas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, I'm saying that's that's the name of the album. It's that one. Oh, it's their okay. It's a self-titled album. Yeah. So they have um, "Que Pasa Contigo" on there. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking. That's the one. Pasa. The, the verse you 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 just uh, you just uh, did was uh, was Clint Eastwood, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood, and that was a lot of people's like first introduction to like, uh, oh, okay. Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Right. You know, "Que Pasa uh, Contigo" is yeah. uh, Latin Simone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they've covered, and then, like, and then they also have Tomorrow Comes to Harmonica. Okay. And then. I feel like I'm watching Jack Jack Black explain something. And then, (laughs) and then you also have, you know, I mean, shit, they had uh, Schoolboy Q on one of their songs. You know, you have such a wide fucking range of genres. And it's like, if you are be like, I don't like anything by the gorillas, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, what I mean? Like, how do you have someone like? If you don't like feel feel good ink or anything like that, like I mean, well, that entire uh, yeah, that I mean, entire that, album, that entire album is fantastic. They're uh, they have one bad album, and it is this one right here. This one sucks. Oh, like a come come home is that what it is? Yeah, it's it's all it's their shit from their their debut album mm-hmm. remixed. It sucks. Oh, it's it ter- I, I didn't. Monkeys. I didn't listen to the Gorillas for a really long time because I heard that I got, that was the first CD that I owned by them, and I was like, no, they suck. But then, then I got Plastic Fucking Beach on vinyl. <laughs> oh, Melancholy Hill is my favorite Gorilla song. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No that doubt. is man, fuck, like they just really, they really know how to do it. Like I don't know how <laughs> they, they just do. They it, just man. do it. <laughs> they just be doing it, bro. And it is... Fan- Actually, I got back into them when Humans came out back in... What is that? 2017? Yeah. Yep. I remember I spent an entire day at work going through the Gorillas lore. Right. Uh, which is very fucking interesting. I've, I Ever since I was like... Work. When I was 10, I got really into the Gorillas because Demon Days came out. And El Minata was one of my favorite songs. I'm looking at oh, so there's so they have a oh they have it on wiki and everything. I feel like Jamie over here just looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, it it is it is really really cool the backstory that these guys and the fame that they've gotten off of making an animated band. No doubt. 
Like that's so. There's only one cool. or two guys, isn't it? Like no, there's. It's a whole crew, if I'm not mistaken, and, and a Japanese chick. Yeah. That's why they have like Noodle in there, mm-hmm. and then Dell the Funky Homo Sapien is a permanent member. <laughs> what a name! What a name! You know, it's Ice Cube's cousin. Really? Yep. No doubt. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and the one one of the things I like about Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, what well, is called, I'll call him Dell for short. I feel like I know him like that. Um, <laughs> We're on that level. It's fine. Uh, not only does he work with um, Deltron Three Thousand, the group that he's with he yeah. also works with gorillas and he also didn't want to do clint eastwood he said that he didn't think it was going to be a good song which is crazy yeah because that's one of the first times you hear him rap but he also did um a voice on this show craig of the creek that i watched with my kids mm. um and they ran positive contact have you heard that song Mm-mm. positive contact tack. and it's a really fucking good song man um but like, mother fucker, bro, I'm gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> I and I knew it. I was cleaning out the garage today. I had boxes everywhere. We're still talking about the flies, but and 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 I had and I had weights everywhere. And I was like, no, I'm gonna have someone over today. I need to clean up the fucking garage. I had the kids out here with me. They were sweeping all the because they like to get into like my chalk. And I have really like I have really good chalk for like lifting. Yeah. It'll really get into all the crevices of your hands. The downfall is it'll get into the crevice of, of your fucking floor too. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna sweep up this chalk, daddy," and they just spread it out everywhere. <laughs> but I opened up the garage door so I could throw away all the shit. I had some stuff I had to put in the back of the car, and fucking, I was like, "I'm gonna let flies in. I know it. I know I'm gonna let flies in." Here we are. I appreciate you letting flies in to be a part of the show today, man. Fucking dude, if there's one, oh, I get so like irrationally angry about such little shit. And one of them is motherfucking flies, flies and dogs. I don't listen, dude. I mean, you can't you can't let small stuff like that get to you, bro. That's not true. I can and I do. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously you can. Come on, bro. Like, you ever had a dog that doesn't listen? And you're like, I said come over here. They're like. <laughs> I only get that with, like, cats and stuff like that. I don't know. Man, I'm not a cat person. I'm not either. I'm honestly, you know no what I found out? You know what I found out is I'm not an animal person. Really? Yeah, like, I have this dog. She's a really sweet girl. I love her. I really do. Like, we just we just got her, like. But to say, she wasn't last, here when I. No, like, we got her, like, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, she had to get rehomed. She's only six months old. She's a. Aussie Doodle. Yeah. Just really a puppy, fun. bro. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And she listens very fucking well for being a puppy. Um, mm. My thing is when she wakes up at four in the morning and decides she has to go take a shit. Sure. Yeah. And then she'll just stand there and look at me. And I can smell that she's been farting. <laughs> and I'm like, I know you have to shit. <laughs> like, I, I went out there. I'm, I'm out there in my underwear last night in the backyard. I got to pee really fucking bad. I'm like, no, let me take care of this goddamn dog first. <laughs> My son woke me up. Dad, I have a nosebleed. I'm like, fuck. So then I had to take care of his little, like, it was just a tiny nosebleed. Like, luckily, I didn't have to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Um, but then I, I could hear the dog whining because even though we leave the door open, she likes to sleep in her kennel. You know, we don't lock her in there. She just, that's her room. And so <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Lottie, come on, let's go. Get outside. And she just stands there and looks at me. And I'm like, Lottie, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and she just stood there and looked at me. 
And I'm sitting there, damn near pissing my pants. And I'm like, go to the motherfucking bathroom right now. <laughs> and she just still looked at me. She sniffed under the deck a little bit. And she peed, but I knew she had to poop. She didn't fucking poop. I was like, I was like, get inside. She ran inside, went to her room, and then I went to sleep for another two hours. And then it was really my my two year old woke up first, which never happens. And then she had to go out again. That's when she pooped finally. And I'm like, God damn it, I fucking oh. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to like completely forgive me i mean i don't guess you have to you can do whatever you want but <laughs> you're gonna have to forgive me but like when your son so right 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 before when we walked out like i was trying to be like cool about it because like i've seen him i know that but like yeah, yeah. the name just escaped me man quinn thank you yeah, yeah, yeah no, i knew fine. it was like it's something it's not something stupid like Devin or something <laughs> like <laughs> it's not something stupid like that like it's something really unique and interesting and that's why I'm having a hard okay Quinn I got yeah you. Quinn um what's the other one what's the other one Elliot Elliot yeah yeah, yeah. no it's cool man I think you've met awesome. my kids like what once well Twice? I, I saw him I saw him yeah 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 that's right um yeah. see Quinn and Elliot that's that's awesome yeah right? and two very different personalities right which is wild to me like polar opposites? No, no, no. Because they still get along. They're still, you know, brothers, and they have similar traits. But like, um, Quinn has more of like a "fuck you" attitude. So he's got a little bit of you, kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's hard to parent you out of your kid right. because he'll do this shit when I talk to him. <laughs> Which is like my permanent face. Yeah, all the time. And, RBF, and, right? I, and the other day, man, I'm about to put my business on blast here. This mother, this motherfucker. <laughs> he was doing something. He 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 yelled at his brother in a certain way or something. And I was like, "Hey, come over here." And I said, <laughs> I grabbed him on his shoulder. I said, "Look at me," and he went. <laughs> And I went, fix your face. This little shithead goes. <laughs> and I just went. <laughs> and I surprised myself. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't slap my kids. <laughs> but it was such a, just a, just a fucking <laughs> quick reaction. And I went, Yeah. That hasn't happened in a while, has it? Like, I got crazy. I was like, that Thank hasn't God. happened in a while, has it? He was like, <laughs> like, he was so shocked. And I was like, and like literally right after I said, hey, sorry I smacked your face, man. And I didn't like, it wasn't like a, like a full hand. It was just a quick like, like, like tension grabber. Like, hey. It was almost like a push. Yeah, almost, yeah, almost like, like the tips of my fingers. He was like. And he was so surprised because I don't fucking do that. And he was like, and he was, I was like, hey, sorry I smacked your face, man. But you can't do that. Like You don't it, strike you don't strike strike me as the kind of person that that resorts to like the, the disciplinary and like No nah, man, I, I like to play a mental game. Yeah. Cause that's what gets him, grounding him from the video game, especially after we've just downloaded a game off Game Pass. Mm. Oh man. Mm. And uh, grinds his gears. <laughs> it really, really chips his ass. <laughs> and uh, 
So we'll ground him. We'll take away like TV. We'll take away video games. All of his toys. We don't like. I've never like taken a shit and, like thrown it in the garage, you know. Right. But I have been like, yeah, it's there. You're not playing with it though. <laughs> and I'm like, you can read and you can draw. That's it. And he was grounded for like two weeks one time, doing just like only that. How old is he? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah, but he Five? needs. But he's very fucking smart, man. Yeah. You know what he did to me one time. One day we're driving, and we had got rear-ended by a garbage truck. Right. Oh, man. No, nah, it wasn't super bad. You know, we were at a stoplight, and the guy kind of just rolled forward. He had just pressed on the gas. He thought the light was green, and he rear-ended us. I was like, fuck, motherfucker. Quinn's crying. You know, he's upset. Then one day... The huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're driving to karate one day, and he goes... He's like, yeah, the next time that we get rear-ended, I don't think I'm going to cry. And I was like... I was like, okay, well, let's hope that we don't get rear-ended, but if you do, it's totally okay if you cry, man. And he goes, yeah, but I've already dealt with that situation before, so I don't think I'm going to react the same way. Dude, that's super And I was honest. like, I'm not understanding where you're getting this emotional, this emotional enlightenment, but okay. Rock on, bro. Very cool. And then in the same fucking day, we're driving home on a route that we never drive home on, right? It's um, bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, we didn't get hit. If, like, that's not the build-up to this story. But we were driving... I was about to say. We were driving uh, over Warfield. Yeah. There's... You can... Like, you look out to the left and you can see, like, uh, Kroger and Lowe's and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a plane. And because of the way that we're driving... You're going over the bridge, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. We're, we're driving opposite directions, but it's at, like... Perspective, it's the same rate of speed. Um and I was like, oh shit, look, the plane's frozen. Because it looked like it was frozen in, the, in midair. I've never experienced that, but I knew about it. I knew like that if you're traveling at a certain distance and looking at it from a sp- certain perspective, it looks like the plane's not moving because there's you can't base your perspective off the clouds. Right. This motherfucker really goes, no, dad. It's just that sometimes when you're moving in one direction and the plane's moving in another direction... It looks like it's frozen. It's not actually frozen. And I was like, where, where did you learn that? He goes, I don't know. Dude, what in the world? And man? I'm like, I, what, what is happening? Yeah. He called his hips his suspension bridge. Because suspension bridges are held up by things. Right. Yeah. Dude, what, <laughs> what is he watching? I don't know. I don't know what he watches. I woke up from nap. He decided, you probably should know that. <laughs> I was, I was, I was taking, I was taking. I don't allow him to watch YouTube Kids anymore because they play some really dumb, like questionable shit. Like what? I don't, I don't know. It's, I forget exactly what it was, but I, he was watching something. I was like, I don't like that. You're not gonna watch YouTube Kids anymore. Do you watch like Disney Junior with them and stuff like that? Uh, no. Honestly, man, my kids don't watch the most age appropriate shit. Like it's not. I don't let them watch anything that's like gory or cussing or anything like that. Sure, like sure. nothing with a lot of violence. Like I don't even let my kids watch anime like Naruto because Quinn was trying to fight everybody. So I was like, hey, you're not watching Naruto anymore. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. And he used to do. He, he he tried to hit me with a Rasengan one time. Like he got mad. He was like, oh Rasengan. And I was like, don't do that, or people are gonna make fun of you. Okay, stop. <laughs> people are mean, dude. Yeah, people are really mean. People are um, mean, bro. And my wife's like, don't tell them that. I'm like, why? It's the truth. <laughs> um, so 
I, I trust me, I got made fun of for watching anime in high school. Um, uh, which, side note, kills me that anime is like cool now. It's like the cool thing to do. Because I got made fun of so much for it in middle school and high school. It's cool, and I still don't watch it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I, I watch. Just... I, I don't watch a lot of anime, but I watch plenty of anime. Um, but um, I mean, we watch. It's like, so like, and I'm I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to like jump out on you or anything, but it just almost. And this is coming from a guy that knows the first, doesn't know the first thing about it. Like, I mean, I don't even know if you would consider like Yu Gi Oh, like anything like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's anime. But like, it seems so territorial. There's a lot of gatekeepers, like yeah, yeah. or yeah, like a gatekeeper, or something yeah, yeah, like that, and, and 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 fuck those people, dude. Like yeah. I'm saying, like if you enjoy one, yep. opposed to to the other, like yep, okay, like anybody that enjoys anything, I don't like. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about any of the shit that I do, and I really try my hardest to not gatekeep my damn self. You right. know what I mean? Right. Except with my sisters, fuck them. <laughs> they thought that Jack Skellington was voiced by Johnny Depp, and I was like, "You don't even fucking know about Tim Burton, you fucking posers, dude. You're almost thirty, dude. I'm almost thirty. Yeah, we are almost thirty, bro. I think the only reason I said that just now is because of your post you had a couple of days ago, or maybe it was yesterday, where you were talking about like you're so like the age gap between you and your sister. Yeah, yeah. My oldest sister's twenty. Yeah, and really? I'm almost thirty. I'm twenty-seven. Dude, so, I just turned 28. Yeah. Bro. And my wife is 29. Bro. Dude, this is, this is how I knew I was getting old. I don't know what that, that was. That sounds kind of interesting. Go ahead and knock, knock on that door, see if it'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is how I know I was getting old, though. Like, a couple weeks, no, I guess a couple months ago. A couple months ago, I sneezed, and I thought I pulled a muscle behind my eye. <laughs> Um, and I was like, okay. Well, hot take. This is happening. 30 is not old. Yeah, no, of course not. You're still yeah. young, dude. There's a lot of people that I see that are like, I can't even say it, bro. We almost 30. And I'm like, I can't fucking wait to be 30. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to get older. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want to be 40. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. Like, I feel like when I'm 40. I'm going to want to be 50. <laughs> 40, I feel like my, my beard will start going kind of gray. You know, my hair is gone. So, so it's fine. like, which, okay. Oh, man. My wife really laid one on me last night, man. Yeah. She showed me a picture from like three years ago. Mm. You're not even the same person. What? You're not even the same person that you were three years ago. No. And you know, I mean, my, you're close, but you're you not. When I really started changing is when I started competing. Right. In Strongman. Yeah. Like, that really, I noticed a seamless shift from, dude, it flew right in my ear, dude. <laughs> dude, it was wild, man. I hate that. I feel like, and, and the bad part about it is that I've always heard that, I can't, I, I don't know which it is or if it's even verifiable. Anybody that's a biologist, let me know. But um, I've always heard that flies... Like, whenever they land, they either puke or they pee on you. Yeah, I was talking to my son about that the other day. Because he said that, like, oh, that fly just puked on me. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know if that's true. He was like, well, Pops told me. I said, and I'm not saying Pops is wrong. You right. know, because I have heard that my whole life, too. But I just don't know how true it is. I feel like it could be very hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Anyway, you were saying, uh, Peyton. Peyton uh, she showed me a picture of we were carving... <coughs> 
pumpkins two years ago. And I was bent down like this. I still had hair, clean shaven. And you could see the top of my head. And right here where like the swirl of my cowlick was, was going bald. And then in the front, I was thinning. And I was like... I never noticed it. Nobody did. I'm taller than most people. That's true. You know, I'm not that tall, but I'm, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm six feet. Yeah, I was about to say, you're six you foot, know? aren't you? Yeah, I mean, like, I wish I was like six four, but, you know, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. Fucking genetics. Um, but I was like, yeah, you, and you really tried to tell me that it was too soon to start shaving my head. Like, fuck that, man. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoy shaving my head. I enjoy the ritual of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, and when I like, I, I, st- I, you know, I still grow hair, you sure. know, quite a bit. Like, um, I mean like two days I get stubble, which kind of works out cause my, I wear a CPAP and the, really? Yeah. When? I've, had, I've had sleep apnea since I was like five, but really? I just started wearing a CPAP like two years ago. No kidding. Yeah. I got very bad. I, I have, I have 31 times an hour. I stopped breathing. What? Yeah, dude. And I was a mouth breather for like my whole life until You've been a mouth breather in, anyway. Until like <laughs> two, until like two and a half years ago, I was a mouth breather. We're all mouth breathers. I I love how that's how that's an insult now though. I yeah, isn't that annoying? Because I was like, I can't control it. My nose just sucks. I have fucking <laughs> asthma. My nose just sucks, bro. But like, but I I forced myself because I was I was talking to my buddy Daniel. And he was, because he knew I was a mouth breather only because I told him. Most people didn't fucking know because I would hide it. So I was so self-conscious about it. And um, he was like, yeah. He's like, did you listen to the newest episode on Joe Rogan? I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, well, it's a guy who did, like, he's an author. He's an investigative journalist. um, And he did a book about breathing. And it was talking about how, like, the reason that you can't breathe through your nose is because it's like a muscle. In your nasal cavity, the more you use it, will expand. So if you just force yourself to breathe through your nose, your nasal cavity will expand and it will be easier to breathe through your nose. And I was like... You said Rogan wrote it, though? No, Rogan didn't write it. The that's guest he had on. Who? That sounds like something Wim Hof wrote. No, 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 no. Not Wim Hof, though. It's, it's not Wim Hof, but they did reference Wim Hof, um, which I've watched a few things on him, and I do like ice baths and stuff like that. Dude, it's crazy. Very fucking invigorating. I love it. Um, uh, but, uh, so from that day on, I was like, I'm going to force myself to breathe through my nose. It didn't matter how lightheaded I got. I knew that if my body needed it, I would get the oxygen I needed. And, um, so I, what really was the kicker was I started work. Like when I was working out, I was like, no matter how to breath I got, I was like, And I did this thing where like you do take like you take thirty focused deep breaths hmm. and it gives you like a head rush, like a high almost. And you're supposed to do that a couple times a day, and I haven't done it in a long time, but it is very like it helps a lot with like energy because you're taking in more oxygen. Have you so it sounds kind of similar to the like it's almost I don't I don't remember what it was. It's been a while since I've since I've looked at it, but I've heard of people like doing that to the point that it's it's an exercise. They're not doing it for any other reason other than it's a it's a therapeutic thing or something like that. But they you can hallucinate. Yeah, like but they were talk talking about. I don't know if it's just trying to get like 
full oxygen if it's just trying to make sure you're getting your full lung capacity or what the deal is but you do it to the point that your hands like start to tingle yep and stuff like that like yep. that is you can get that with just 30 deep breaths 30, 30 focused in outs you can also do another one where you like because see yeah. like this one's kind of blocked up and that happens that will happen sometimes and like even then like I'll focus as much as possible to just fucking breathe through my nose when I'm laying down if I don't have my CPAP on CPAP has that constant airflow and um my nose will get completely blocked. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you have uh, seasonal allergies or anything like that? I'm allergic to everything. Really? I'm allergic to at least 60 different things in this area. So, okay. So that's funny you say that because I do, right now I'm doing shot therapy. Um, shot, not thought. Uh, sh- shock. <laughs> shock. I almost said thought. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, shock. Shot. Really quick. Do you remember the song? Tatiana. Yeah. Buzz it down, Tatiana. I forgot that was a song until like, you know, like a month ago. I could have gone my entire life without you bringing it back up. Yeah, no, me too, honestly. But, you, <laughs> you, should, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I do shot therapy. But before they did that, they have to, so they have to make your serums and things like that so they can inject Yeah, you. yeah, it's like a personalized thing. And so when I first went in to kind of get a consultation, so to speak, um, they do this thing where they put like it feels almost like these forks on your back and what they're doing is they're taking like different allergens yeah and they're putting it on your back dude i'm not kidding this was i don't know four four and a half almost five years ago maybe maybe a little bit more they put like i want to say 75 it was around 70 70 different uh allergens on my back you allergic to all of them? Dude, I was allergic to 70 of them. Holy fuck. Like, it was a handful of ones that I wasn't actually allergic to. Um, and so, it was rough. It was like, I was having, like, when I first started doing that, I had to go, like, to get shots, like, three. Three shots, twice a week. So, I was getting six shots. And so, like, I guess I, guess, I, guess I say that to kind of say, like, you know, that is something that, really kind of like affects my ability to like breathe well at all like i mean i used to have chronic i mean i still kind of have chronic allergies but so it's amazing that like i haven't been put on any type of like breathing anything at this point this area is terrible for allergies like kentucky tennessee alabama georgia louisiana florida it is all fucking awful for people people's allergies. You think you think the water here is is more acidic than in other places? Mm, I don't know. Tennessee, I mean at least Montgomery County is like we have pretty clean drinking water. Now granted, I don't <laughs> I don't it's a whole, I was a whole moment right there. <laughs> I don't drink tap water. I my fridge I replace my filter fairly frequently. Right. Um, because I was drinking tap water and I kept telling my wife, I was like, it's fucking fine. It's fine. You don't need a Brita. But then I started drinking water out of her Brita pitcher and I was like, holy fuck. It was like drinking, like, have you ever like gone to a spring and like drank the water from a spring? Dude. It was like that. Fresh. Yeah. Man, dude. Okay. So I was having the same experience though, but like I didn't. So I've heard like these people when they're drinking water, 
they always talk about how like I can't stand Dasani. I can't stand like Aquafina. I don't give a fuck about that. Okay, so but here's here's the thing. Like they say it tastes like it tastes weird or it tastes bad. I have like Sam's Sam's Club water. Yeah. Like from or maybe it was Walmart, whatever. No, it was Sam's because it was the it was the brand Sam's. It tasted like soap to me. Purified water sucks. Does it? It is terrible. And so, like, and this is what I was saying was, like, we started drinking, because I was reading a little bit, and I was trying to, like, increase, like, the, wa- the water intake I was getting, which I'm doing a horrible job at, by the way. But um, I was trying to figure out, like, what is, like, you know, some good, like, different th- ways to drink water and stuff like that. And one of the things I was reading was, like, you put, a, like, X amount of salt in it to replace your sodium levels yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, or you can put, like, some You can some get lemon. flavored sodium tablets. Really? Yep. I mean, I don't recommend it. Like, don't drink it a lot. Sure. You know what I mean? Because, like, you can still dehydrate yourself that way. But a very common misconception is that you don't need salt. And you actually need way more salt than they recommend for you, especially if you're sweating. Dude, I buy it. Did I tell tell you the story about when... So, did I... I don't remember if I said this on the last episode, but when I was working at UPS, I was driving... Um, did I tell you about how, like, I got, like, I basically all but had a heat stroke? No, you didn't tell me that. Okay, so, <clears throat> I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, I didn't realize, like, when everybody talks about how, like, I don't like the way Dasani water tastes or anything like that. I couldn't tell a difference. I'm sitting here like, why are you, sounds like you're being pretentious. Like, just drink the water. Like, I, I, I think a lot of it is an internet thing, honestly. Oh, it's gotta be. I don't give a shit either. I get If it. it's water, it's fucking water. Right, right. It's, it's, it's water. And... But that, but see, so as I was reading, like, you know, the different ways to drink water, one of the things that I read was spring water, like in the bottle and stuff like that. So like Deer Park and stuff like that. Very flavorful. Dude, it's flavorful. And it's apparently, I I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a water expert, but it's better for you. And we started drinking that so much, like just buying 12 packs. We started drinking that and didn't buy any other water. Like I was either drinking that or I was drinking something out of a Brita filter. And the filters are fucking fantastic. They make dude, that water taste so fucking good. You're godsend, bro. So when we finally when after I had drank it for a little while, I had started getting used to it. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally like I, I don't I don't know like I just asked for water at a place. I don't remember what what it was, and all I had was like purified. I'm, I mean, I I don't want to exaggerate and like make it sound like this was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. It was probably the worst water I've ever had in my life. Right. And I immediately realized, and then I had like a Dasani or something, something like that. And it was like, you could taste the chemicals in it for flavor and stuff like that. Yeah. And it makes it, it, it's, I mean, it's good, but like it, it definitely stands out more when you've actually had just straight pure spring water. You know what place has shitty ass water? Steak and shake. No doubt. No doubt, bro. Terrible fucking water. Everything over there is bad, though. Yeah, well, I don't go there for the health inspection rating. Okay, so <laughs> me neither. So okay, so real quick, and then I'll get to my uh, to my uh, your heat almost, stroke, almost dying story. Um, so, do you prefer Freddy's or do you prefer a steak and shake? Prefer Culver's. Okay, but that's not what I asked. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, that 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 is question see i i mean like if i had to pick though i'd pick steak and shake really freddy's has never stood out to me 
Fred, I don't know, man. I think I don't know. I don't know. I I, I like Freddy's more than. I'm a slut. I'm I'm a slut for steak and shakes fries. It's the same thing over for Freddy's too, though. Man. Shut your mouth, Devin. I'm just I'm just Shut trying up. to be honest, bro. For that matter, Culver's has the best fries out of all three of them. Yeah. No, for the, sure. The crink, crinkle fries are phenomenal. Yeah. Culver's and Sonic are my go-to fast food places. Really? I love Sonic. I love it. I, I fucking love it. Man. I mean, it's my drink stop, but I mean. Well, I mean, they have very consistent food. I went to McDonald's a couple weeks ago. Mm. Back in July. Ugh. Yeah. Um, they forgot my burger. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a double fucking quarter pounder. <laughs> I and it was like my wife was out on a on a trip with her friends. They went down to Florida, and I had the kids by myself. Elliot still had COVID, but like I don't know if you know, like most kids don't show symptoms. And really, zero. And I found out why from my homeboy Chitty. Um, he what? told me Chitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sh- not not shitty. Not shitty. <laughs> That's what old heads call him when they want to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, his I guess name, that's why I laughed. <laughs> his real name was like uh, uh, Chichenagong. Yeah. It's, it's Thai. Yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, the reason that kids don't get sick off of it is because there's a protein that you produce after you hit puberty, and that's what COVID lashes onto. And that's why some people get hit with fucking, like, like they feel like dog shit. Right. Um, so my two-year-old got it, and... We wouldn't have even known he had it if we didn't test him. Right. Like, he was just doing everything. Yeah, he was. I mean, and we were like, well, he's already been around Quinn, so we might as well just like let him keep fucking playing. So we let him keep playing, and Quinn, I guess, has either a, a God-tier-ass immune system, or he's already had it and has good antibodies for it because he didn't get it. I tested that motherfucker like three <clears throat> times because I needed to go back to work. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go back to work if my kid has COVID. I'm not going to drop him off with somebody else. Right. Was well, that back when they were still had the 10 No, 10 this was thing? this was a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. I like I got COVID. I was off for five days. Right. It was fantastic. I want to get COVID again. <laughs> because I had co- I had COVID. I just had like a head cold. Like I slept fucking awesome because like yeah. I was sick. So I slept really fucking good. My wife let me sleep like in the middle of the day. And, like, I got to play Red Dead as much as I wanted. Like, it was fucking... Re- I love being at home. I love being at home and doing whatever the fuck I want. Right. I hate I hate being beholden to a fucking company, man. Oh, it chaps my ass, man. Um, but, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, bro. Um, but, yeah. So, like, I knew that, like, well, if Quinn gets COVID, I'm going to have to take even more time off of work. Which would have sucked. Um, because, you know, I'm out of vacation now. I was about to say, they, 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 they wouldn't do like the hazard pay or anything? Or is that not something that's No, so my company anymore? hates its employees that aren't salary. So, oh, okay. um, you know, I don't have a college degree. Loser. I know. I know it, man. <laughs> don't Just I fucking over. know it? I'm actually going back to school. Are you really? Yeah, Are you yeah. going to finish, dude? Yeah. Come so on, bro. I, I have one more class to complete my gen ed courses, and I'm fighting with Austin P right now to get a fucking academic advisor. They won't return my fucking calls, my emails, none of that shit. So on Monday, I'm going down to that motherfucker, down to the engineering department. I'm like, look, you mother, stupid motherfuckers. Are you doing, so you're going to do the engineering thing? Engineering, yeah, engineering technology. Because I just do that one physics class, and I can do everything that has to pertain to my major. 
which is the reason that I didn't do good in college the first time. Because you didn't have one. I did have a major. It was HHP. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to do shit that had to do with exercise science. But they made me take fucking theater. Like I, <laughs> like I wasn't the shit at theater already. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. That shit was so annoying. Like I had to take all those bullshit ass classes. And I will say the one class that did pertain to my major. And I ended up getting a fucking DN was anatomy. That's because anatomy is really hard. Yeah, it's tough, man. Now, I started dating a girl towards the end of the year. Um, or the end of the semester, uh, named Dominique. And yeah, I remember. Yeah, you remember? She was really way smarter than me, at least at the time. Um, I remember her being pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. She was like a pre-med major or some shit, and she helped me study for anatomy. And I did fairly well on my uh, final, but I studied a D because my grades suck so bad. That's what got me kicked out of college. When did your dad graduate? He didn't. He didn't? Nah. He, didn't, he just wanted... No, he kind of went through some shit. Like, he's not very, like... He's not very, like, uh, closed off about it. He's very open about it. Like, his... his uh, he has pretty bad, like, uh, PTSD, like, depression type of stuff. Right. He was in the Army for 20 years. It's, you know, fucking understandable. Sure. Um, but he was going through some shit at the time, and, you know, uh, that kind of got in the way of things. And uh, he was dealing with some alcoholism pretty bad. Um, that's kind of where my, like... Both of my parents are alcoholics. So mm-hmm. I, that's kind of where like my addictive personality comes from. Uh, I say that as I throw back my second glass of whiskey. It's all good. Fucking party, man. Dude, party, uh, the party never stops. No, it doesn't. Um, when I walk in, <laughs> the party does not stop. Um, so uh, he kind of, I think he also kind of realized like he was he was a he was a sped, uh, like focus in education. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of realized it might have not been for him all the way. Um, so he didn't really finish. You know, he went through a mental health facility, uh, got a good therapist, got on some... Uh, I think he did something like... What's crazy is there's a a very common denominator with a lot of people with depression is the physical ailments. And right. he, was, he deals with a lot of sciatic nerve issues. Really? Um, yeah. So he's... I mean, but he's tried some different things, you know, thera- therapeutic... Therapeutic and therapeutic and recreational marijuana, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a diff- just a few different things here and there. Um, he's doing a lot better now. He got sober. He's almost so. Let's see. Me and my wife have been together for. We've been married for six years. That's wild. Man. Isn't it wild? Ain't it wild? Who would have thunk it? I think you were the first person out of the friend group that yeah like really committed to that. Yeah, it's wild. Which is really strange to me. Isn't it? I always. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this though. We, yeah, well, okay, so one thing. Hold up. Hold up. It's about to get really loud on the podcast, folks. This motherfucker right here. Mm. Did I get him? I don't know. You got bug guts. I don't know, but I killed some flies the other day in my car, and I don't have bug guts. Anyway, um, regularly scheduled programming. I um I, I don't really give a shit what people think about me i don't okay. <laughs> I thought you, that's how you come back <laughs> so i i don't i don't care if anybody from high school is impressed with what i'm doing right you know what i mean i don't i don't fucking care i've got way too much shit to worry about to care i've got a kid that goes to karate three times a week you know he's in he's in black belt elite he's doing fucking awesome you know I've got two really fucking smart, capable kids. 
you know, my wife is fucking hot. Um, and we've got our own shit going on in our own house. I've got my strongman, school, work, um, which, you know, school is uh, an unforeseen stress. I haven't even started yet. Um, How long have you been looking at it? Um, I, I mean, I just applied like a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? And so I just kind of like, it was one of those things where like, you know, I have like procrastination issues. I was like, this is something I need to not procrastinate on. So I just kind of dove into it. And I was like, well, I, I want more money. You know, and I want to do something. I hate my fucking job. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people fall into that trap. And recently, my job has just really sucked. And I'm like, you know what? This is the catalyst I needed, maybe. Sure. I'm trying to get a job up in the office to begin with. I'm, I'm trying to be an engineering tech, yeah. which is like an engineering assistant. I want to be around <clears throat> people that want to do their job. And I'm a team leader, and a lot of my guys don't want to do their job. And I can't even do my team leader job right now because I'm always, I, I'm always on a job. Right. I'm always doing production shit. Whatever. That's beside the point. Um, but I do, back to the whole, like, you're surprised that I was the first one to, like, get married and, you know, have a family type shit. I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised by it, too. Like, yeah. Because I, I feel like the most recent thing that we as grown men can equate ourselves to is who we were in high school. Because that's, like, high school or college. Because that's who we most recently were. You know, right. and if you're any type of person, you're always growing. You're always changing, even if it's for the worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I look at myself in high school, and I wasn't, I was, I was disciplined, quote unquote, but I was like disciplined about like the wrong shit. Like I was like always making sure I was, I was smoking weed a lot. You were disciplined about what you cared about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I played a lot of video games. Like I was really into like Halo Four and Assassin's Creed, and that was important to me. And school wasn't. You know, and I was also really into the idea of getting laid a lot. So I almost think that that is something that is like a almost a a personality type. I feel like I've heard that that is like especially like individuals that are super duper smart. Like they pick things up about things that don't pertain to like. So the thing that always struck struck me just as an example was like friends. I'm not going to name drop anybody, but there were friends that we had that that knew a lot about things that weren't going on in school and we weren't focused on in school. Right. They were hyper, hyper focused on it and hyper like just their ability to, to talk about it and, and relay the information and relay their thoughts and how it compares to what they were reading or what they, they were watching. Um, all of that mix that didn't, show like in their schoolwork and they it it, it would it would blow my mind because these dudes would be like so astonishingly smart at these things that they really seem to care about but when you talk about hey you know we got to study for this 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 trig test or whatever we we got to study for this biology test or some something like that like you remember his brian's class i was hoping you'd ask (laughs) dude awesome so okay first of all you know who i think about a lot who takes up a lot of rent-free space in my mind living rent-free i don't know who Diana or Deanna remember the weird chick Mm -hmm. a lot of rent free space in my mind never she was so smart oh yeah she was brilliant so weird yeah she was super duper weird it upsets me because I want to understand which I'm super duper weird too but but not weird like that dude I feel like I was a misfit man not well I shouldn't say that but like I was a misfit for sure I, I look back at like who I was. I can't I can't fit in anywhere. Me either. And I think that's a good thing. You yeah. know, you don't want to fit into like a stereotype. I mean like 
you know, there was, I mean, you, you obviously had like your jocks, your fucking burnouts, you're like, but like your band geeks. And I feel like I was friends with people like Joey Napolitano right. and Christian Hamilton and uh, Nathan Dickerson. Like, it was just kind of like a collection of people who didn't fit one group and we were all, we all just kind of fucked with each other. Right. Um, but I remember the one thing that sticks out of my head from high school is um, we didn't really pay attention to biology, but we always got good grades. Really well. And remember, she would like slam the papers down on our table. <laughs> and we sat right in the front of the class. And she would always slam the paper down. She was mad that we would get like a good B Solid on a test top or something. B or something. Yeah. Like 87, like, 88. But the same thing happened to me in uh, Coach K's. Uh, American history class where I would talk to uh, Bradley Tharp and Joshua Hauser and we would bullshit the entire class and you know he didn't really care about anything but he would try to like get a moment where he did care and he'd try to catch us talking he'd be like hey what is blah 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 and we'd answer him he'd be like alright and he'd walk off like he didn't give right. a shit right. um, but yeah so I had this guest on a while back it was earlier in the year. His name was uh, Rene Goutreau, and he's a comic artist. Mm-hmm. He draws his own really fucking awesome. It's His name on Instagram is RSide Art. I highly recommend you follow him. He posts daily comics about his life, um, which is in is, it's almost in the style of Art Spiegelman. Have you read Mouse? Mm-mm. Okay, it's a it's a, oh, oh 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 the uh, M A U S yes yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. I just finished it. Okay. Recently, I've been going to the library a lot recently with my kids. Good place to go. Yeah, perfect place to go. Awesome and like, place. I've read more books recently than I because I'm a big reader. I've always been a big reader, but I kind of get stale on some stuff. But now that I have a deadline for shit that I need to read, I'm like, okay, well, I gotta fucking finish this. Um, but yeah, Mouse, um, Rene Goutreau, he's He's trying to release his collection of shit as a as a comic, and I'm 100 I'm gonna buy it without question. Yeah, um, really fucking. It's awesome. his debut stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not like published or anything. He works as like a, a data analyst at some company. He's really into spreadsheets. He's probably making bank too. He probably makes some pretty good money. He lives in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably Austin. So I mean, Austin. if I have an aunt down there, if I ever went down there and visited her, I'd probably hit that dude up and be like, "Hey man, let's go Heck get a beer." Yeah, really fucking cool dude. And what's crazy to me too is becoming a, a, a grown man. Um, you can make friends with anybody of any age. You know what I mean? Like, um, this dude is like in his forties. Yeah. You know, and like even like one of my best friends, uh, Daniel, that dude's eight years older than me. Yeah, you know, and I feel like there's like, and, and then my other best friend, Decorian, he is twenty three, so a good four years younger than me. It's like you just kind of fit in where you get in, and you kind of don't really think about age anymore as an adult, which is which is really really weird to me. Well, like, and I notice it too. Like, I for for me, it's I'm at that. I think I feel like I'm at that age, and I mean, you probably feel like this too, where I don't really feel like I connect so much with people that are 20, 21, 22. For sure. I can kind of connect with a few things they're on, but there are some things where I'm like, okay. Yeah, I've got a 19 year old guy at work right now. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here for what you're, yeah, you're man. Talk, talking about. But, it's re- you know what's crazy though is I can sit down with my, my sister who's about to be 15, and 
have great fucking conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, it's weird for for me to even talk, but it's kind of what I was getting at was I'm kind of in a weird place in my life right now because I'm not married. I don't have kids, but I'm 28 and all my friends have kids or are married or have been married, you know, and they got their own places, you know, and I, that's not to, for me to like come out here and just say like I'm doing anything wrong. It's just it's everybody's time frame is different. Exactly. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but it's just, you know. I, I, so I, I say that to say like the people that are like 19, 20, 21 years old, I can't really relate to them. Though I've been there, like where they're at in their life, I can't relate to what they're going through it's or what they're, what, what, they're, what they're talking about or what they're interested in. I can kind of relate. I've heard of it, things like that. But I also, on the other end of the spectrum, when I try to get around the individuals that, I'm, that, I'm, that are closer to my age or a little bit older – they're also going through things that I'm not really privy to, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like if you were to talk, talk to me about, man, I hate when Quinn does this, you know what I mean? Like I could sympathize, right, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I could see where that would aggravate you. But you're not a dad. I'm not a dad. So yeah. I can't, I can't volley ideas like this is what I did with my son or this is what I tried to do yeah, with yeah. my kids. You well, know? To be fair, I don't have any friends with kids. Like my homeboy Daniel is my only friend with That's kids. interesting. Yeah. So the, what is that like? Like it sucks. <laughs> all all my friends are single um with no kids yeah like daniel he's single but he's got three kids you know and we talk about dad stuff but it, when it comes to like him talking about like relationship shit i'm like hey I'm, i mean like i have a wife like i can i i don't know what it's like to date anymore you know like i told right. my wife i was like look if we ever split I don't think you ever have to worry about any other woman telling your kids what to do because I'm not going to fucking get married again. Dude, like... It's, like, I don't want to go through the dating shit again. I just don't fucking like it. Like, man. I can deal with her bullshit and that's it. I'm sure she feels the same way about me. Yeah. Like, I'm a hard individual to deal with on a daily basis. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because um, I'm always trying to be the funny guy to a fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got to be the the theater guy in you. So it I, it's it's I mean, you know everything about theater, right? It's like, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so why the fuck did I have taken college? It was it was, college, my, it was my focus in high school. That Come was on. dumb, man. Now to be fair, I mean that was a dumbass college course. It was really stupid. I hated it. I've never I think, I, I, there's I, think nothing, I did it online. <laughs> so did I. So did I. I never went to class because everything was online, and right. I. I would take my tests online. I'd look up the answers to the test while I was taking the test. So easy enough. Whatever. I, I hate theoretical theater. Theater's not theoretical. It's not fucking. It's 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 a performance. Right. Not at all. Anyway, so what what I was getting to with talking about Renee, um, he was telling me different symptoms of his ADHD growing up, and he didn't get diagnosed as ADHD until he was an adult. And then he mm. was telling me some shit. And I'm like, you're making a lot of fucking sense right now, man. Like, a lot of the shit you're telling me sounds very fucking akin to, like, what I go through. You know what I mean? Right. Um, which I think would be, like, very minor ADHD. You know what I mean? Like, the hyperfixation on one thing all the time. I mean, my wife can tell you, when I started getting into Strongman, I didn't speak about anything else. Except for Strongman. It was always in my mind all the time. I didn't give a fuck about anything. And still to this day, the two things I care about most, other than my kids and my wife, is... 
strongman, <laughs> bass, guitar, and music. <laughs> like, don't even care about the podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's slipping. <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, I was like, I gotta get someone like Devin over here, man. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta have because it, it is so. It gets to be such a chore to like find, like, yes. like yes, yeah, because like all of it is like. I've, I've, I've maintained wanting to make this a solo project and I still do stick to that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very into the build it from the ground up yourself type of mentality. Sure. Um, and I think I want to start gearing the podcast more towards music, you know, because I really enjoy, I've had on two different bands now and they were some of the most enjoyable episodes I ever did. No doubt. Cause I had, I, the first one was daylight society. They're based out of, uh, State College, Pennsylvania, mm. um, which is very close to Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. You said Daylight Society. <clears throat> Daylight Society. They're very good. They're they're they are um, in the middle of finding a new drummer right now. Um, I I wait. Shit. Fuck. I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if it's the drummer. I'm assuming it's the drummer. It could be any of them. Go ahead and get that in there. Yeah. I, <laughs> fuck. I, you know, I fuck up sometimes. Whatever. It's all right, dude. I don't even know if they listen, but they're very they fucking. They're really really cool dudes. They're yeah. very fucking cool. There was three of them. And all of them, like I connected to so well on a personal level. You oh, know? it's the Daylight Society. Yeah, the Daylight Society. They're gotcha. on Bandcamp. Um, I love Bandcamp. I love Bandcamp. That's man. where I. That's where I uh, found like Chon and bands like that. Have you ever heard of them? Instrumental no. band. Oh, dude, you need to listen to them. That's. Uh, I had a, I had another guy on here, um, Grayson Carpenter. He runs a podcast called Beans and Breakdowns. Um, Ooh, that's. Tight. Like it's that. dope. His intro is well. His his old. I, I prefer his old intro to his newer one. It is so. He's like, he's like, welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast focused on bridging the gap between specialty coffee and heavy music. Uh, and then whatever he says something else, and he's like, so grab. And then his. It's almost like his his uh, his his call out. Like if he as if he were on stage, he's like, so everybody grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up. And Dude, goes, I think you've, you've told, told me yeah, about Yeah, and it was like, don't, 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 don't. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't, don't. And he's the drummer for a band called Chuzo. Yeah. And they are so good. And I'm always hyper fascinated with like, um, like, don't get me wrong, guitar is really cool, but I'm not a melodic kind of guy. I'm more of a... Um, Low end. No, not like, it's kind of like a primitive rhythm type of feeling so I really identify with like bassists and drummers and there's something so primal about drumming and you feel it in your chest when the bass hits and the fucking cymbal crash and you're like it's like an orgasm and um, he's the drummer talking to a musician bro he's a really really fucking skilled drummer yeah um but they're on Bandcamp, and after I after I got off the podcast with him, uh, he lives in uh, Montreal, Canada. Wow. Yeah, I, I found him. But what's crazy is I found him through a black metal artist that I follow, based out of Portland, named Mismore. Uh, his he goes by the moniker ALN, um, and Mismore was on his was on Grayson's podcast. Uh, and he does non-satanic black metal, uh, which is very... He does like very avant-garde, atmospheric black metal. Hmm. It is really fuck. I actually have the tape right here. In this coffee cup right here. Right there. Look at that. 
got it. Yeah. He's got it on a, on a tape. I found him through a, through a, um, a, uh, I appreciate that you're a man of culture with the tape. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my two-year-old fucks up my tapes all the time. Man of culture, dude. Come on. Um, I found him through a website called Seasons of Mist because I was looking to get some analog black metal because all the shit I listened to was like on Spotify, you know. And I want some like raw, real, like on vinyl or tape because I don't know why it sounds Dude, it sounds more real than like than CD, right? You know what I'm saying? Dude, vinyl is vinyl is such a so I've I've started kind of collecting vinyl a little bit. Yeah, and because my brother a couple couple years back for Christmas got me, I told him I wanted a record player, and um, he got me a Victrola, I think it is. Super nice. It's a blue. It's got Bluetooth and everything on it, so I can listen to like my phone if I want. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. But it also. I mean, obviously, it has the actual needle and things like that. And there's just something about like, there's something that, like, I can go on Spotify and I can listen to any of the music I have on vinyl. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah. But the thing about vinyl to me is that there is such, especially when you go to a place like McKay's in Nashville, and you can like pick up vinyl that's like I don't know, two bucks or a little like. A little like, uh, uh, what's that? The little singles, like you can. Oh yeah, yeah. The single, uh, fuck. Uh, what are they like? This. I forget what they that they have a they have a name, but I, I, I forget because I have a few of those too. I actually have Tiny Tim. Yeah. On a single. Ooh. Yeah, it's Ooh. amazing. It's uh, tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I, I mean, me then the B side, but like I unironically love Tiny Tim. But I mean. Like, there's just something about, like, the story behind the record. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, all yellow and faded and things like that. One thing that I've really enjoyed doing since I got records, since I, I got into vinyl, is, which my, my wife, for our anniversary, when, I think it was our first anniversary, she got me my first record player, and then Californication. Yeah, which wasn't originally pressed on vinyl, but you still appreciate it, because it's, it's Californication. Do you find yourself, I totally agree with that, do you ever find yourself, like, when you are looking for vinyl, do you find yourself gravitating towards a certain kind of music? Or do you just kind of pick whatever's interesting? I'm really into new wave and post-punk. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I gravitate towards. Um, but that's not to say that, like, I wouldn't really appreciate, an, like, like something like the chronic was originally pressed on vinyl you know that originally came out on vinyl like i wouldn't be adverse to having that but i because of the type of music that i'm really really into joy division bauhaus the cure gary newman um i've like even gary started, newman yeah i love gary awesome. newman i fucking love i have his first two albums on vinyl yeah the, the pleasure principle and um Te tectonic i think is the second one mm -hmm. um <clears throat> I got into the Joy Division because of Substance, which was a collection of their singles. Um, it has like Disorder. Uh, is it Disorder? Yeah, I think it's Disorder. Um, fucking uh, She's Lost Control. Uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Um, and then I have In a Flat Field by Bauhaus. Those were my first, some of my first records. And I that's really what I get into because 
man, I found the cure's disintegration with like uh, um, uh, the same deep water as you, um, love song, uh, fucking lullaby. Like th that is my all time favorite album. That kind of set the. I have that album on vinyl and tape. I'm gonna flex there for a minute. Uh, <clears throat> that was the first album I ever listened to all the way through. But what I was getting at with all of that is I've gotten really into listening to albums all the way through without interruption. Like I told really? when I had Austin McCain on here. Yeah. Um, which, shout out to my dude, got his fucking master's in business. Dude, man. And um, also finally finished the Appalachian Trail. Dude, that, that man's tough. Super proud of my homeboy, man. Yeah. Super fucking proud of him. Dude, it's tough. He dude. also designed the logo. No, he didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He didn't design it. Antonio Ortega designed the logo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Austin put it on so I could digitally put it anywhere I want. Yeah. He's the reason I can have stickers and shit. Yeah. Um, you got a merch store, bro. But uh, what did you say? I don't. You may not have said said this. I'm looking up uh, the different albums from uh, The Cure. Which one was your favorite? Album? Disintegration. Disintegration. Which I have like five albums by The Cure. Yeah. I have their first one, which is, <clears throat> um, shit. I think it's self-titled. No, Three Imaginary Boys. No, Three Imaginary Boys is one of their albums, though. Is it? Maybe that's the first because that's the name of their book too. Oh really? Yeah, but like <clears throat> their first album has like Fire in Cairo, Boys Don't Cry, uh, Death of an a of an Arab. Um, Three Imaginary Boys was 89. And, 89, uh, no. They definitely released their first album. In, no, 79. Seven, yeah, that's the first one. Pink cover? Uh, like a chair and a lamp? Yeah. One yes. <sighs> um, that one, and then... 17 Seconds. I have that one. And then, what's their third one? Pornography. Pornography, I have that one. Then, Japanese Whispers. And then the... The top. What's their fourth album, though? I want to say one, it's two, like three. Faith... No, Japanese Whispers. Swear. Swear. Hold up. What album do I have then? Uh, there's The Top from 1984, and then there's The Head on the Door uh, from 1985, and then Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. And If I could get anything that's not super goth from them, it would be Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Oh, okay. No, they're, so their third album was Faith, and then their fourth was Pornography. I have... Oh, that must have slid up. I don't know where. I have these four. Oh, and then I have disintegration, and I would say that like because this is kind of like between pornography and disintegration, they had a bunch of like not necessarily goth quote unquote albums, even though like all of Robert Smith's shit is pretty much goth. Yeah. Um, the head on the doors, the head on the door, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, and wish, and then beyond that, their self title album right here, and the cure. I really. Really anything. What am I saying? Right, all of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> you want to get into the cure? Listen to them. Right. Like, Just start I, listening. I'm not going to gonna recommend you. A, uh, I would. I would recommend literally anybody. Disintegration. I think that's 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 actually really smart though, because I there's and this is this can go for like any type of entertainment in general. Like, I think when pe people like come to me or if I go to somebody and I'm like, hey, you know, I really want to get into this band. What's something that's really good? That's really important. That That is important. But at because the, same the first album is not always the entry point. No, it's not. Because if I heard 
and not, not to interrupt you. Yeah. If I heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers' first album first, I wouldn't listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, and it's not like that for every band. No, I for sure. I mean, like Deftones. Oh, listen. dude. I love Tones, man. Yeah. You can't not love them. The only one that I don't really think I care for... Well, okay, so there's actually two as far as Tones go. So the first one I don't really care for, and I think I'm actually realizing I'm, I'm wrong <laughs> about this. Is, <laughs> go ahead and say White Horse. It, no, dude. Okay, no, I was going to say, hey, shut the fuck up. It's White Pony. Well, um, whatever, whatever. White Horse. <laughs> dude. Let's go hit the stanky leg together. Let's do it. <laughs> um, is Deftones, their, their self-titled album. Mm-hmm. But then they also had the newest, before I say something wrong, you have Spotify Premium? Uh, yes. You have to. Give me a second. I'm trying to pull it up. Come on, you can do it. Um, so the Deftones uh, self-title album. Um, and then um, there's their newest one uh, from 20... Well, no, actually, that's not their newest one. Ohms was okay. Um, that's from 2020. But Gore from 2016. I haven't listened to that. Did not care for that album at all. They have this song, there's a really good one called Acid Hologram and then uh, I think it's I think it's uh, Prayers and Triangles I think is what it is. Um, but Tones was like... I'm, I'm going to say two things then I want to get back to what you were saying about people coming to you about discovering artists. Right. <laughs> it's going to be... T- <laughs> It's gonna be two hot takes. Hot take. Am I okay. am I am, am I gonna walk off? You might. Do let I need pre- to finish what I'm saying? Let me let me preface it with saying, um, do you like Slipknot? Is Iowa good to you? I I don't know, man. Okay, I, I like Slipknot. Okay, well, yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah, like I like I like it's hot you know like corn and Slipknot yeah. and all that shit. I mean, yeah. first of all, you can't not love corn. Jonathan Davis plays the fucking bagpipes. I mean, okay. <laughs> corn is really good. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Corn is awesome. Corn is amazing. Um, first new metal band I ever got into, and I didn't even know it was new metal. So anyway, here's a hot take, and ahead. I'll I'll die on this hill. Go ahead. You ready for this? You're about to tell me what you think the Corn's best album is. No. Okay. It has nothing to do with them. Okay. You know what I'm going to tell you? Go ahead. Well. Corey Taylor's gay. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not say that to him. Um, not with a neck like that. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wears Affliction t- t-shirts when nobody's looking. Watch. <laughs> hey, watch out. Corey's wearing his tap-out oh, t-shirt boy. today. Oh, man. Got his choker on today. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, I was okay, so I'm just gonna say what I was originally gonna say, and then I'll follow it up with what I actually think. Okay, Limp Biscuit does not suck. Okay, Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Limp Biscuit is good. So here's the deal. I'm inclined to agree with you to a certain extent. Okay, if we if we stopped, if I, we did, I remember you being really into DJ Lethal in the high school. Oh my goodness, Lethal and uh, Fred. Durst, but th- so they had they had about a two album stint there, where it was um, pretty freaking awesome music, man. I mean, I'm talking about maybe two or three albums, 
Um, I just can't take Choc- Chocolate starfish, come on. I just can't take them seriously. Come on. Dude. Like, that doesn't mean to say that I don't I don't like some of their songs. I'm not going to lie and, like, jump on that bandwagon and be like, Fred Durst is a fucking faggot. But, like, but I <laughs> I just can't take them seriously. So. They're, they're campy. They're campy. They're campy new metal. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> Go ahead, Cho- chocolate starfish. Significant other. And I could see an argument for results may vary. Only on the only on the basis of um, uh, Behind Blue Eyes. And I think that was the only one. Okay, here's my thing with Limp Biscuit, man. I've got to grip the table for this one. <laughs> Hold on tight. After hearing about the creative process for bands like anything that David Bowie did, anything that Gary Newman did, anything that Joy Division did, or the Ramones, or anybody who I very, very seriously respect, I cannot imagine... (laughs) I can't imagine them sitting in the studio and Fred Durst being like, what if we threw in a line like, did it all for the nookie. And all of them being like, you're fucking right, bro. Yes, yes, revolutionary. That is fucking true. Hell yeah. Dude, I... So you can take the cookie. Yes! Dude. We've it, done it. This is a hit. Like It's not even... It's not even Durst for me. It's I, not, I just can't take the creative, like... Because someone really wrote the lyrics and was like, this is a good fucking idea. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, 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 and I'm, I'm totally on board. As dude. far as party music goes, it's, a, it, it's good music. You know what I mean? For the times, it was very good. Did, okay, so have you heard their, 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 their newest album? No. Come on, man. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like they have a song. It's pretty funny. I can't... I enjoy it because it's like... I if I so for for me the thing about them is before I forget we were talking about record players I want to say this remind me and when we get done I'll show you my record player upstairs it's a it's a record table heck yeah man yeah yeah heck yeah I'll do that it's from the sixties um, Iggy Pop was 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 working out Funhouse um so it's Wes Borland for me the guitar player okay. It's him. And, and like, watching his writing style, he literally... And initially, when you watch the video, it's, like, when he's explaining his writing style, it's, like, well, no no duh. Like, I mean, of course you're going to build it like, like that. I build like that. So he, he builds his songs, like, in pieces. So if he writes a... If he starts writing a song, he just starts with literally the intro. He's like, how am I going to bring this in? You know, and it could just be like a, a, a grind down or something, or it could be just a slide, like a or something like, and just watching him, like, it's almost, it's almost like he's, he's building a trap beat on a guitar. Okay. Um, so he's, he's really focused. It seems to me anyway, on like building the beat and then building the guitar around the beat. You know what I mean? Um, and I just, I can appreciate that. Now, Fred Durst lyrics can... <laughs> I can't I can't rationalize anything of what he's right, saying. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, Full Nelson, I'm just saying, Full Nelson is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. I, I, I don't know what you're saying because I don't even know that song. Full Nelson is is that, is that, is that song. It's almost like, so anyway, anyway. What were we even talking about before I got on my Limp Biscuit 
train. You were saying that it was a hot take because I was about to lay two hot takes. What? So what? So was it a hot take though? Yes, because I disagree with you. Okay, in a sense, that's fine. Um, you're, what was your hot take? You're completely Limp Biscuit is Limp good, is not bad, not bad. Okay, actually, I can't disagree with you. They're not bad. They're definitely fine. <laughs> They're okay. <laughs> they are listenable. He has. They have a song called Dad Vibes, and it's awesome because, like, if you look at what he's wearing on the video, like, we don't even have to listen to the whole song, but like, if it'll pull it up. I mean, look at that. He's got, okay. He's wearing. Da- I mean, it's dad vibes, man. Hot take: Dad bods are not cool, dude. Dad. Okay. There's a reason I work out. It's because dad bods aren't cool. Now I'm gonna go on a hotter take. Go ahead. Strongman bods are cool, but I'm biased. I think it's okay to be a little. It's okay to be kind of fit, kind of fat. Because <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm two hundred. I'm, I'm okay. I've actually lost a lot of weight since February. I've lost twenty pounds, damn near since February. Not on purpose. I've just done it. You right. know, like I haven't really focused on one thing. Strongman's kind of tapering off for me because I'm focused on some other stuff. But I'm still training like I'm into it. Um, what are you doing? I, 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 well, I mean, whatever my coach tells me to do. I was supposed to do a competition well, but, today. But but you said today? Yeah, but I had Red Hot Chili Peppers last night, and I bought those tickets like a year ago. Oh, yeah. And it was just too much money to be like, well, no, fuck it, I have a competition. Were they supposed to have that show like last year or something? Nope. Did, no, they didn't? No, nope. just... I, I, I bought the tickets for Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I was like, of course, like my wife was like, hey, they're kind of expensive. What do you, I'm like, yes, I don't care what the, I don't care what it costs. Sure. You know what I mean? It's fucking it's I don't know how many other people feel this way. Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of my favorite bands of all time. And I remember when we I think back on like when we were talking at Woody's. First of all, favorite job of all time still. It's my Great. favorite that was my favorite job of all time. I would make pizzas to this day. When if, you get done saying what you're saying, I will tell you something that I was told because I, 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 so I went there a couple of days ago, right? Like, to actually, so I can get some food. Um, I think it was Sunday night, actually. Um, but go ahead with what you were saying. Go ahead. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, no, go Dude. ahead. Dude, so nice. Okay, so, so all, all I was gonna say was like, I went up there and it's a whole new crew. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dude, of course. Whole new crew. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, I think I've actually heard that they're trying to sell the space, so they're. May really? potentially um, may potentially be moving that if not closing it down entirely. That sucks. They, from what I've heard, they're not they're not doing so well as far as their, their business goes. Well, their like pizza is very expensive. It's very expensive, and they don't deliver. Yes, they do anymore. They still deliver. Mm-hmm. I thought they started up and then shut it down. They only deliver like so. I kind of started talking to some people over there, and they only deliver like literally. They they, they don't deliver deliver for like from like Monday to like Thursday. Oh, like, really? They're it's not like delivering Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's all like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh man. And that's just because I think they're short staffed. Um, well, I think also, they only have like I mean, one would... delivery driver. Oh shit. Yeah. So anyway, all, all I was gonna say was I, I went up there and I actually saw. Um, I don't know if you worked with her or not, um, but um, 
one of the people that I know I used to work work with. Um, and we got to talking about this, that, and the other. Who was it? Jessica Q. Jessica Q. That might have been after I went to train. Probably. Because I left, I left from there and went right to train. I don't feel like she was there very long. Um, she's there again though. Yeah, she's she's so she's actually doing some like sales stuff, like for I think HP or something like that. Like she's doing some pretty big stuff. But I think she came back to get a little bit extra, you know, cash. Right. Um, so I say that to say, um, as I was talking, there were like I got to talking to some of the new guys and everything, and I told them I was like I used to be an assistant manager here, like during school and stuff like that, and they uh, said, uh, you know, if you want to have like a like a little part-time gig or something like that like we'll we'll give you a job like we need help so i was like i i i heard that and i was like almost tempted i wouldn't be like against like doing it like on the weekends or something right you know what i mean like it's just because it's more than anything it would be something to do also man aside from the fact that it was a it was my favorite job because we were you know we were working with the homies right you know me you nick info like it was that was the fucking crew, man. Yeah. Like that was it was fun times. It was great working together. Like we were bullshitting the whole time, but also making pizzas is really fun. Yeah, it it's becomes an art, an art. Yeah, like it really does. Do they have fries there now? The fuck? Yes, man. And they don't even they they don't dip them in any oil or anything. They, they just them run them through the, through the oven, bro. They run them through the oven, bro. Booty ass fries. They don't. Oh. Yeah, no. Booty ass fries. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Um, I, I think I'm very biased because I was working with the homies. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, y'all are my friends in high school, my friends in college, like it, but then like you just really start to enjoy slinging dough. You know what I mean? It's it's fun. like I didn't that was the only job that I worked that I didn't mind working twelve hours. Yeah. You know, twelve, sixteen hours. Like 'cause I mean if you think 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 about that, like Knowing what you know now about what actual work is, yeah, like you you look at that, yeah, you could have like worked a twelve hour shift, but you probably actually worked like I don't know three hours, something, yeah, yeah, because there was plenty of downtime, and like I, I, I cannot stress enough, bullshitting with the homies <laughs> is like the best pastime. Oh, you know what I mean? Because Dude, then we'd get off, we'd get off work, work, and then we'd get off work, and then we'd go home. And then get on the game together. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just, I, I would work. I Nick would be like, hey, you want to open with me? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll open with you. Yeah, sure. And then Tony would be like, hey, you can cover my shift? Yes, I will cover your shift. I just got kicked out of school. Like, you need cash, bro. Yeah, I needed some fucking money. And um, I would work, open a close on Super Bowl night. Wouldn't and care. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even fucking care. Like, yeah, it sucked in the moment, but like to look back on it, like it was the most fun I've ever had at a job because even if I have fun at my job now, it's always overshadowed by the fact that I hate my fucking managers. Right. So, you know, whatever. Beside the point, if we could get off of adult shit, <laughs> my hot takes. Do it. Okay. Slipknot's newest album sucks. Okay. Nickelback's newest album is really good. Okay. We get into some zesty stuff here. So now. apparently Chad Kruger had something wrong with his throat. 
I think his nodes, his lymph nodes were fucked Pro- up. Probably the fact that he couldn't sing. Well, there was a reason he couldn't sing. It's because his throat was fucked up. And their newest album is fairly... Well, okay. I say newest... You're talking about We Are Not not Your Kind? Uh, Hold on. For, for Slipknot? Hold on. Because... That was in 2019? Yeah. Yes, that album. That it sucks. Because they have a new one coming out, too. Corey Taylor was like, yeah, the newest album is going gonna, is, is gonna to rival Iowa. I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. And oh, I knew it. Lord. I listened to one song, and I was like, this is not Iowa vibes at all. And that's Iowa vibes was straight pain. Right. And this newest album is we have a lot of money now and can do whatever we want. I think, like, the so this is kind of what I was getting at, though, like, earlier when somebody like brings it to my attention or like when I go to somebody and say, Hey, you know, I'm trying to get into an artist. What's something that you really enjoy? First and foremost, that's kind of a, I mean, it's, it's okay if you trust their opinion, but if you don't like, I, I feel like if you try to, so if I'm going to tell someone, you know, you know, if somebody's ne- never heard or heard any K dot or any Kendrick Lamar or anything like that, I'm not, I mean, I might tell them, like, good kid. But I'm probably actually going to tell them to pimp a butterfly. I don't listen to Kendrick Lamar like that. You're wrong. Um, (laughs) He's just never really been my vibe. Dude. I've been more into, like, now granted, I haven't listened to Tyler the Creator in a long time. But back when Tyler the Creator was on his satanic shit. Wolf, Wolf is on my top list. Dude, of you remember where we went through like me and you? Yeah, and we got Tony on board, but me and you, where we're like, this is a story. This is the story was yeah, because it went it, in chronological order. It goes Wolf Bastard or Wolf Goblin Bastard. No, Wolf Bastard Goblin, because Bastard was his debut album. Right, that's where it had like VCR and shit like that. Right, right. And then Goblin came out. That's what had Yonkers on it. And you got introduced like Dr. TC and shit like that. But then Wolf was the prequel to all that. And we discovered that. We were he like, was at camp, wasn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. Camp Flogna. Right. And um, yeah, fuck. And I kind of fell off whenever he came out with Cherry Bomb. Yeah, that was kind of whack. It was whack. And Flower Boy. I've heard Flower Boy. Was, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to Flower Boy. Uh, and then I've heard Igor is a true revival of his old shit. It is a more like he he mixes old with the new. And I haven't listened to it, but um, Jose told me to a while back. I just haven't taken the time. I really didn't either. I I, I was a fan of Flower Boy, but Igor I didn't really give. They had a quick time, but I guess to kind of say what I was to wrap up what I was trying to say. Um, when it comes to like someone trying to give me an album to listen to from somebody or a right. song even, I almost don't like it when someone like picks out. I'm actually kind of like past the point of like if I want to listen to somebody, I'm not going to ask someone about them. I'm just going to go listen to it because first of all, why, yeah, why, yeah. why why wouldn't you? But the only reason I will do that is because one of my most respected like podcast idols is Marcus Parks mm-hmm. from last podcast. Rip and. Um, uh, they also run No Dogs in Space, the music history podcast. And Marcus Parks will still get on the podcast. He was like, anybody who is a big fan of blah, 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 give me an entry point because I don't fucking get it. You know? Mm. 
And that's the only thing where I'm like, okay, that guy knows way more about music than I do. I'm reading a book right now on their recommendation, him and his wife, Please Kill Me. It's an oral history of punk rock. Mm. And um, that's the only reason that I will actually like set my pride aside and be like, okay, where's the entry point? Now, a lot of times I can find it on my own. Like Donda was my entry to Kanye. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't really think, man, I just, I don't know. I, I, and I, I guess this is kind of what I was getting at. Like if somebody were to give me an album to like listen, like your, your, your point about The Cure, like if you want to listen to The Cure, just listen to The Cure. Like, I mean. Yeah, 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 for sure. If somebody came to me and told me like, hey, I want to listen to, I want to get into a band like Metallica or something like that. What's an album that, that you would recommend? You just go anywhere in Metallica. Go anywhere. Honestly. But, okay, but no, I will say for The Cure, a good entry point is Friday I'm In Love. Okay. It's very lighthearted. It's the first Cure song I ever listened to. Yeah. Or anything that is off the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me album. It's light, you know? And then you can get more into their shit, like, or you can even listen to Three Imaginary Boys. That's very post-punk, but not... It's not for everybody, you know? Boys Don't Cry is very fucking good, man. Fire yeah. in Cairo. F-I-R-E-I-A-C-A-I-R-O. So, but I probably... Yeah, that's the right spelling of that. Um, <laughs> you got it. You got it. But I guess for me, like, I just... My, my point is if somebody were to tell me an album to listen to, I'm already going in with the preconceived notion that it's good. And then if I don't like it, I'm not going to go back and listen to anything else. I'm, or at least I'm not as convinced that I'm going to go back and listen to somebody else. So if somebody were to just tell me, hey, bro, just listen to him. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like him, then fine. But I don't like it if somebody... Now I don't like it if somebody has an album to recommend. So I would be inclined to agree with you if it weren't for the Beastie Boys. Um, I would not recommend Paul's Boutique as someone's first album. Uh-uh. You have to listen to License, License to Ill first. Oh, 100%, dude. And then go into Paul's Boutique. See, I'm even I'm even a big fan of the Five Burrows, though. I'm a fan of anything the Beastie Boys... They're, they were my most listened to artists of last year on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Swear to God. So, like, if I were to... So, if you were to listen to a band like Death Cab for Cutie or something like that... I don't listen to them. I'm a huge fan of Ben Gibbard. I have one song by them... On my favorite songs on Spotify. What song is that? I don't even know. Dude, pull it up. I can tell you right now, honestly, up, and, I'll, and and I'll be like, to, just to fill the space, I cannot. Oh no, you know what? I'm sorry. It's on my Shazam. I really liked it, so I, I, whatever song it was, I don't even know where I fucking heard. It was on some movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, da 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 da. Deftones, Link Ray, Jonas Brothers. Tones. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. No bros, man. Uh, Soul Meets Body. Soul Meets Body's a good song, Death man. Cat for Cutie. So the first album I ever listened to from them... Ooh... I think the first album I ever listened to from Death Cab was Transatlanticism. Um, the, I don't know any songs by them at all. Um, any songs you're going to name drop, I don't know. Well, just... So I guess my point for saying that is like if I were to actually recommend, really honestly, if I were to recommend an album, yeah, this would be it. If I were to recommend any two albums from them, it would probably be um, Transatlanticism or Codes and Keys. Um, okay. So I would probably start with Transatlanticism just because the New Year is fantastic and Title Honor Registration, the Expo 86, they're all fantastic songs. 
Um, but I will say that's where one place our music does not meet up. Like the same where like you don't listen to black metal. I don't listen to um, like Of Mice and Men and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I equate like Death Cab for Cutie with Of Mice and Men. It's that same like kind of vibe. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close, okay. bro. I don't right. listen to metalcore. Yeah. And then I know Death Cab for Cutie is not metalcore. They are not that. Um, so just to kind of give you an idea, um, this is... Um, I'm not into emo music. Death Cab. So title registration. It almost has like a folk vibe to it. It's indie. Indie. It's indie vibe. So I like a lot of like very indie oriented. Do you listen to Current Joys? Uh-uh. Ooh, you should check them out. Is it Current Joys? Current Joys. It's a one man band. Yeah. And the song I found him on was New Flesh. Mm-hmm. It was very popular on TikTok. That's actually how I found Molchat Doma, mm-hmm. which is a Belarusian new wave band. Went and saw them in concert earlier this year. How many shows have you been to in your life? Quite a bit. Really? Recently, though. Did you did you go to a lot of concerts? Okay. Let me not say quite a bit. This is gonna be really gay, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible. No cap, respectfully, it's gay. Um, uh, my first concert was with Britney. Okay, throwing it way back here. Way back. Uh, Paramore. Dude, get out of here! I love Paramore, bro. I, I love Paramore too. Uh, kind of a gay first concert though. Uh, because Hello Goodbye opened for them. Uh. You are the one, the one. Now with it, stop. <laughs> it's, a re- it's a really good song. Yeah. I will still cry to that song. <laughs> it's a really good representation of being in love and two souls joining as one and all that stupid faggot shit. Um, the, the way guy. I feel about my wife, Says pretty the much. married guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the way I feel, like, Hello Goodbye is how I feel about my wife or whatever gay shit I'm about to say. Uh, anyway. Um, the one thing, I, okay, if I go off on a tangent here and talk about my, my wife for a second, how Do awesome it. she is in our relationship, we both hate sappy shit, but there's moments in our relationship where we'll get sappy with each other, where I was like, <laughs> it was one day, I was really feeling my in-loveness with her, right? And I don't believe in soulmates. I don't believe that two people are destined to meet to each other because there's, there's, there's fucking like five billion Set, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Right. I'm not going to find the one person that is truly meant for me. Right. But, but, let me tell you how I feel about my wife. My wife, um, I was like, hey, I read this really dumb thing the other day about how when the universe <laughs> was created, <laughs> all, all atoms... <laughs> That ever existed, ever, were created when the universe was created, right? <laughs> it's so gay. So, basically, the atoms that were closest to each other at the Big Bang are still attracted to each other because they were together at the beginning of the universe. And that scientifically explains soulmates. And I was like, but it would be crazy if we were together at the Big Bang. And she went... That was really fucking. <laughs> that was really, really fucking sweet. I love you. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I feel gross about it too. Don't worry." <laughs> what in the world? In the it world, was disgusting. 
Ugh. Dude, I never got got to tell you the story about how I almost died. How'd you almost die? The the, the, heat, the stroke. heat stroke story. Yes. So get so okay so and this is gonna this is really gonna be like a last a lackluster story but um, I got really hot, dude. But <laughs> we were on the top. T- <laughs> I got really hot. Bro. I was really warm. I was really and- toasty. <laughs> get this newsflash: it was in the middle of September. Um, <laughs> In Tennessee, in Tennessee, and I was hot. It was booty outside. Um, so swamp ass four days, <laughs> bro. So, so I'm driving for for UPS, and did you no, ever get another job? Uh, I'm actually I'm actually in sales with them now. Okay, cool. Um, so the last time we were on the show, I was uh, I was just doing the like hub supervision stuff. I actually, right. Got a promotion um, into kind of a corporate role. So, nice, good for you, man. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's a new, it's a new environment for me. Um, I think I can do pretty well in it. Um, still kind of adjusting a little bit, but anyway, um, life is about change. Life's about change, bro. I love change, um, except when I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I gotta force it on myself at some time. Dude, I'm saying, man. Some sometimes you just gotta force it, dude. Um, and that's okay with consent. Know. Right, of course. You have to consent. <laughs> of course, 100%. 100%. Why would you assume I didn't mean that? And force it with consent. Force it with consent, bro. <laughs> it's, it's consent it with force. I was on a BDSM page on Instagram earlier today, so... <laughs> it was something about, like... Um, it was a meme where, like, a guy was, like, chained up. It was from a movie I knew. I forget what movie it is now. It was chained up, and it was, like, when your girl finally convinces you to use handcuffs, and then she reaches under the bed and pulls out a box and says, I've been waiting a while for this. And the caption was, with consent, of course. It should have been John Berthall. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> From what movie was that? The Punisher. The show, The Punisher. I haven't... I didn't watch it, man. I got into it a lot. I didn't bit. really... I, okay, we can talk, talk about that. Anyway. Yeah, so... So... Your heat stroke. Yes, when man. You, when you were really hot. Yes, man. When I got really toasty, bro. It was... Um, <laughs> Spicy. So... Man, and I guess like the only reason I thought of this was because we were talking about water earlier. Fascinating stuff. Anyway, um, so I, I get like I get back to the building, and keep in mind I've been drinking water. But sometimes when you're going as hard as those guys go, like because I was driving, you know, um, out of Nashville, mind you. Fuck that. Um, it was a good area. It was a good area I was in. So. Um, but uh, I got back to the building. But, you know, th- those guys are working working their tails off, bro. I mean, I mean, it's hot. And, I mean, sometimes if you're working as hard as those guys are, I don't care what you're doing, how much water you're drinking, you're not putting everything back. You have to put electrolytes back in there, though. Dude! Okay, and I didn't know that. So... Yeah, liquid IV, Gatorade, even coconut water. So, I get back to the building, right? And, like, I started kind of hurting, like, around my... my, my my mid area. Your belly. Yeah. My the, belly was aching. The belly area. I was, I was having hot. a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a tummy ache. My tum tum was hurting. I was a little warm. Uh, it was just a bad time, bro. Um, but I was kind of like, I also, I also have a history of kidney stones. Ooh, and fuck so that. it was the same pain. So, so was my sister-in-law. She passed a kidney stone and didn't even realize it. Dude, I'm pretty she, sure I did recently too. I've uh, had, a, I've had uh, one lasered uh, out, bro. It's, uh, it's been wild. You it's been wild, water, man. man. 
Yeah, I know, bro. So anyway, um, I would say you barely touched your feet, dude, your feehee. I'm, I'm, I'm get, I'm getting at this, this bougie water I have here. Yeah, no, that's like one of the best waters you can get, honestly, as artist, far as like pH balance goes. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I drink like a gallon and a half of water a day, and even sometimes I feel dehydrated. Dude, just drink more water, bro. <laughs> so you throw salt in there, right? Or salt in your hand, dude. So um, I get back. I get done with my last pickup, and I'm starting to hurt a little bit. It's it's been hot, dude. I mean, you can see like the salt lines on my shirt and everything. Like, I love that though mm-hmm. when that happens, dude. That means you're working, bro. Yeah, um, exactly. Fuck the man. And I I was like, okay, so I need to just relax. It was a Friday. I was like, I'm just gonna go back to the building, just get chill on the ride back. I had a f- like a 15 minute drive back to the building. Um, so I get back and I get the package car parked fun fact they're not ups trucks they're called package cars okay um so write write that down it'll be it's on the, the test. ups truck it'll be on it'll be on the test on friday um you're not gonna make make me address that <laughs> so um you can't you can't do it it's the upstruck dog it's the upstruck bro um so they don't make left turns that's also not true but um <laughs> so anyway 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 i get um I get back and like for some reason like I was just really hurting and like I got I got like bent over. You're like, oh, this is really weird. This is crazy. Like, and I still whirl it. Like, I mean, I recognized the pain. Like the 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 hurt felt like a kidney stone. So I was like, man, I just got one moving. Like, I just need to relax, get some water, and <laughs> get a massage. Dude, it'll be deep fine, tissue bro. work. Like, it'll be all good, bro. Like, hit the foam roller. Call, call out for for a week. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and. Uh, like I get squatted, and when I try to stand back up, I immediately feel sick. So I'm like, okay, I can't get up. Like, I can't like stand up to walk. Like it's gotten that bad. Like I, I'm hurting, and now my stomach's starting to hurt. I'm like, this is weird. So I call my soup, my supervisor, and of course, you know, the one day I'm like, kind of feeling like, okay, I'm probably about to die here. Um, I call him. He's like, well, I'm not at the building, man. Isn't that shady, though? When Because that happened to me at Woody's. I was really sick one time. And Tony had called out a bunch because he was, like, missing homework or whatever. Mm. I'm not feeling well. Can you cover my shift? The one time I asked for someone to cover my shift, no one did. And I really needed it. Kathy was like, so what's wrong with you? I'm sick, bitch. Like, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Ran over. Go ahead. So your soup's not in the building. Yeah, he's not. He's not in the building. And like, I call him. I was like, "Dude, I, I'm I'm hurting. I need help." Like, and I'm not, I'm in I'm in the back, like in the cargo area where all the packages go. And it's like, dude, they're not kidding when they say it's like 125 degrees in the back over there. It's nothing but metal. There's no oh. insulation. It's nothing but steel, metal, dude. Oh, fuck, man. And. I can't get up. Like I, I was like right by the door, like to get out, but I couldn't move. I guess I could have rolled out, but um, I had all my stuff on the shelf, and so I had to stand up to grab my stuff, like my cooler and stuff like that. And I promised I was hammering water, um, but I called him. I was like, I can't get and get up. And so I was like, All right, I need to try to find somebody to uh, come and scoop you. And luckily, there were a couple drivers that just like were literally walking around, like looking at each package car like one by one looking for me and finally like they saw me and they were like hey do you need help and i was like yeah i really do like 
and it got to a point where they were they started to drizzle like water on my head and stuff like that and they asked if i could get up and walk to walk back to the dispatch office and i couldn't and this is when i knew like things were kind of getting bad when i was sitting down i was sitting down on one of the steps and i know nobody can excuse me can see this on the on the pod but my legs like if I, the way i'm sitting in this chair right now my legs i couldn't stretch my legs they were locked oh so you were atrophied yeah. Yeah. I was locking up, man. That is a clear sign of no salt in your body at all. Because salt is what transports water to your muscles. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know Salt that. and car- carbohydrates. And so I was like, holy cow, like, this is getting bad. And so they had to literally like lay me down on a cart and wheel me back to, to the dispatch office. By the time I got there, my legs were locked and my hands were curled up into my chest. I've heard of that before. I've heard of that happening. Dude, it was the it was the scariest thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life. And then to to the the part that like really like okay, this is an absolute problem. Like we need to go to the hospital. I started to develop a lisp. Ooh. And so I started to think like, dude, this is worse than like heat exhaustion. This is like stroke level like exhaustion i'm going through right right now and i couldn't like it was everything i could do to like get the dude like i i, I mean i was talking like this bro like i mean i could not talk bro because like, your tongue was swollen yes man yeah. yes and so um like the dude had my phone like i was trying to get him to call my 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 main contact and like i couldn't even reach my hand up to like I, it was everything i could do to get my passcode put into my phone bro um, they ended up like taking me by ambulance and putting two IV bags in me, uh, full IV bags. Um, and they just chalked, chalked it up to, uh, heat exhaustion. But that's when I learned like electrolytes are important and I didn't know it's what plants crave. Oh, a hundred percent dude. Um, and like immediately, and it's weird because once you're bit by that, you're susceptible to it. You're more susceptible to really, it. yes, like a disease, kind of, yeah. Like you're, I have to do a little bit more digging on it, but from what I've gathered, like once you've been bit by that, so to speak, you're more susceptible to have it happen again. Um, and so, I would make it a habit, literally, if I was going out, to, you know, and and it was getting hot, I'm going in a beer cooler somewhere. Like if I'm starting to feel a certain way, I'm going in a gas station. I'm going and standing in a beer cooler for like five, 10 minutes and just standing there. And like, if I'm drinking something, I'm drinking water with electrolytes. I'm drinking like, that was when I first learned about like core water and stuff like that. Um, and you know, the, the, um, what's that? The body armor water and yeah, stuff like hell that. Yeah. Body armor is good. Um, you know what? Okay. So I listened to an episode. I, I don't really follow CrossFit because I think it's for girls. Um, but, um, that's not true. I had a guy named Sam Schaefer on the podcast. He's a world record holder in Highland games, adaptive division. He's, he's a, he's missing one leg, um, from the knee down. Mm-hmm. Really fucking cool dude. Um, yeah. and he brought up some good shit about CrossFit, but anyway, the one guy I will follow for CrossFit aside from Sam Schaefer is, uh, Matt Frazier. Mm-hmm. And he was on the Joe Rogan experience. Um, and as far as interviews go, that's where I draw my inspiration from. Him and uh, Lex Friedman, as monotone as he is, um, I can relate. 
Uh, <laughs> I could relate, bro. <laughs> um, but Matt Frazier was talking about his – he had a coach who was telling him, like, yeah, do your workout and then get the powder Gatorade and make it sludgy with water. Sludge, just enough water to get it sludgy and then throw it back. That way it delivers to your muscles just fast enough. Like, how does you how do you make it sludgy though? Just don't add enough water because it's powder. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So put it in a little cup, like it's almost like mud. Like yeah, like this big, and then do like three scoops. Add like an ounce of water, maybe. Right. Throw it back, and it's got enough salt and sugar in there to give your muscles what it needs. Because I mean, fuck. And I did that, and I felt better because I was. So, like I said, I, I was supposed to do a competition today. Yeah. Uh, but I bought the tickets for the Chili Peppers concert like a year ago. Forgot about when the date was. I just knew it was sometime. And I, was, I had to hope that I was going to have the time off work. Um, and then I signed up for a competition that was in White House, like an hour away from here. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be like, um, you know, Really fucking cool. There's a few events I was pretty good at. Um, which, because I'm competing in that open division now, which is harder than novice, obviously. Uh, I was still going to lose. I wasn't going to win. <laughs> but, you right. know, just to get the experience. Sure, yeah. Um, and I was outside training for said competition. And I have no choice but to train my yoke outside because I don't have 50 feet in the garage here. Mm-hmm. Um and I needed 50 feet for the yoke. That yoke right there is black, which means it absorbs a lot of heat. It was also like 113 degree heat index. And I was outside training and I felt like I was fucking dying. So I came in here, scooped a bunch of Gatorade in. This was going to be like a total of six scoops of Gatorade. I already had three. I put in another three. And I threw it back and I was like, okay, I can finish this workout. Finish the workout, come inside. And my wife was like, no, granted, anytime I say I'm sick, my wife does that internet thing where she's like, oh, you're being a baby because you're a man. Right? Men are dramatic about being sick. Whatever. I I fucking hate that. Because I'm pretty sure I had COVID right after my vasectomy. And that was the only other time that she cared about yeah. me being sick. Right. But I, but I tested negative for COVID. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a false negative. Based on how I felt. Did you I do felt. a home test? Yeah. yeah. But, but I took a home test when I had COVID in July. And it was positive. Mm-hmm. Which was, it was real COVID. Do you hear they, that they have pills? For what? For COVID. Do they? It's more like a, it's more like a symptom treater. Yeah. Anything else? Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought that was right. Dayquil always works for me. Right. Dayquil and sleep and vitamin D and B12 and C and all the other vitamins you need. All the shit you're supposed to take. <laughs> I take that from time to time daily. Smart. Um, from time to time. Um, but uh, I came in from that workout and she was like, "Are you okay? Because you actually look like shit." Wow. And I was like... You must have looked bad. I looked rough. I was like... My face was really red. I actually took pictures and sent it to my work group chat. and it, Which is just the homies. Sure. You know? And I was like... Uh, I was like, hey, y'all. Ever had a heat stroke? And I really did feel... Like, I couldn't even take a hot shower. 
I had to take like a lukewarm shower because I was like, it was it was rough. Dude, it wipes you out, man. Speaking of which, you should listen to the song "Heat Stroke" by the Chats. The Chats? Yeah, the Chats. Oh, Chats. Yeah, because apparently they're they're a, they're an Australian band. Uh, they're one of the bands that I have uh, I went and saw live. That's how I discovered Mean Jeans and Thick. I'm going to see Thick in October. I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I'm going to. Um, it's their first headlining tour. I'm really fucking happy for them. Yeah. Thick is their uh, all-female punk band from Brooklyn, New York. Um, really good. And Mean Jeans also. Very Ramon-esque. You just like, you just like the punk guys, man. I love punk, man. Oh, I love punk. You ever listen to the Dead Milkman? Mm-hmm. Punk rock girl, yeah. Like... No? Dude, I'm not a punk rock guy. You're not? Like, I mean, I mean, early, like, Dookie... Or early, uh, like, Green Day and stuff like that. So I was actually... So if we're talking... Dookie about, was my first punk album. Dookie. But here's the thing, right? So Dookie and Insomniac right after that, I prefer Insomniac. Really? Yes. Didn't it like is it. much more... To me, it was a lot more... It's not something you would expect to happen for some... Because, like, Kerplunk happened, you know, and then Dookie happened. So it's like, once Dookie happens... They're blowing up. They're huge, whatever. Right. And they still managed to come off that album with a new album that still sounded like they were angsty and full of full of just vigor and just. I mean, there was just some something much more attitude. Shitheadedness. About it. Yes, man. Like yeah. like you're just a piece of crap, bro. You know what I mean? Um, um. So. I mean, they have a song on there called "Brat." I mean, come on, dude. It's definitely Sid Vicious inspired. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. 100%. Um, so my punk is that early that I listen to mostly. Like, I listen to, like... Um, you listen to Black Black Flag and all that? Uh, occasionally. I'm more into, like, Bad Religion. Okay. Um, I can give it that. Bad Religion. Um, Dead Kennedys from time to time. Jello B offers a bit pretentious for my taste. Um, mostly the Ramones. You like the Smiths, though. I love the Smiths. It's not. It's not. It's not punk though. Post punk. Post punk. Right. Yeah. Right. Borderline goth. Right. Um, working on it. <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever listen to the band Thursday? Uh, I want to say maybe one. Not. I can't name a song. Like it sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't really listen to them a whole lot either. But like, missed. So the the actually the first time I heard of that band was Mr. Lyons in high school. Okay. Um, he told me his favorite band was Thursday, and apparently they're like pretty, pretty big as far as like the the emo scene went, like full collapse and things like that. Okay, well that that explains why I don't know any songs by them. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have him in high school? I had him for like a week, and then I got switched to I don't know who. What did he teach? Sophomore English? Mm-mm. Senior. Senior. I got switched to Miss um, Atchison. Yeah. No, she's gay. Or at least bi. What? I have her on Facebook. She's dating a chick now. She divorced her husband. No kidding. Yeah, dating an Asian chick. I called her Marie in a Facebook comment. It felt really <laughs> weird. She said, she replied to it because she said something and I was like, Marie, shut the fuck up. Or basically something like that without being that explicit because she is one of my former teachers and it feels weird. Really? She's, and, she is? And she said something about like, okay, I recognize that you're a grown man, but you calling me Marie was really weird. And I said, trust me, it was weird for me too. Um, 
Yeah, she's dating a chick now, an Asian chick. What? Um. Oh, she's Flowers now. Yeah, Marie Flowers. No kidding, she is. Holy cow, look at that. Yeah, I want to say that's her maiden name because I don't think she's married to this Asian chick. Dude, I had no idea, man. Yeah, she got like way more basic after being divorced. I didn't think it was possible, but she's pretty basic. (laughs) (laughs) She's a really cool person. Really cool person. But like, she has flower tattoos. Yeah. And kind of basic. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just being pretentious because my tattoos are Edgar Allan Poe and Harry Potter. Which Harry having a Harry Potter tattoo is the most basic thing about me. <laughs> I mean, you got it posted up on the wall. Here yeah, too. I mean, I'm a Death Eater fan. I'm, you know, I like bad guys. Dude, that Ron John hat you have on there is pretty solid. My too. wife got it for me in Clearwater. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, bro. she does. She Facetimed me that. Easy, one. easy. We're getting to to like lovey dovey here. So, you know, so. <laughs> Dude, um, I could bring a joke back, man. But uh, yeah, I never got into emo music. Uh, well, I I dressed like an emo kid in high school. Fallout Boy. But I didn't like Fallout Boy. But if you had to pick an album, I don't know any other albums. I don't know their albums. All right, whatever, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, and no, that was Panic at the Disco. Did the cover of Bohemian Rhapsody? It wasn't a bad cover. I just don't think you should touch Freddie Mercury like that. So that r- reminds me. So I was going to ask you what. Which which did you which biopic did did you prefer? Did you prefer? Are you gonna ask me Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody? No, because Rocket Man was garbage. I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. I just pretty sure it was garbage. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go with my instinct. I'm gonna assume that too. I'm not a huge fan of Elton John. I mean, I like a lot. I like a lot of his stuff, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not gonna go to his fucking farewell tour. But which two movies, which of the two did you prefer, Bohemian Rhapsody or The Dirt? I didn't watch The Dirt. Dude! Because I had Machine Gun Kelly in it, man. I just couldn't take it seriously. Dude, he put, he's Tommy Lee, bro. It's perfect for him. He, he played awesome. Tommy Lee? Yes, and he... Bro, listen I can't to me. Do listen it. to me, bro. I, there's listen. no way There's no way that Machine Gun Kelly Dog. has a dick as big as Dog. Tommy Lee. You are not listening to me. Listen, you've got to watch the movie, bro. He does awesome, bro. Okay. I'm not going to overstate it, though. I'm not going to overstate it. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. If Freddie Mercury was alive and offered to make out with me, I would do it. So I'm going to um, automatic. I think he was the greatest, one of the greatest singers of all time, Freddie Mercury. So I'm going to sure. automatically go with Bohemian Rhapsody. No, we talk, talk, talk about rock and roll. Band. I'm, kind of a, I'm a queen fanboy. I don't know all of their shit but Bohemian Rhapsody is an achievement oh yeah that's an achievement most of most of their songs are an achievement right so I'm just gonna lead with that um my favorite biopic of bands is Lords of Chaos it's a black metal movie oh my gosh you should watch it though who's who's that about Mayhem Borzum it's got some. It's got the drummer from Emperor in it, mm-hmm. um, but it's really good as a movie. Dude, I've heard of that. Watch it. It's on Hulu. It's got Rory Culkin in it. Macaulay Culkin's brother. You're gonna have to give me your Hulu login. I got Marty sharing with somebody else. Hear me out. Stop. <laughs> it's family. Stop. Stop. It's family. And, and it's it's Aunt Cole. She listens to the podcast. I you know. 
Okay. All right. She's a well, love. Yeah, she's yeah. a really lovely lady. She's she called me sweetie today in a text. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. She's really she's it's so awesome. fucking nice. And she's she's a listener of the show. I would say that even if she wasn't, she's a really fucking. <laughs> I didn't nice say lady. anything. I was just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she supports the show. So is my mother in law. Yeah. And my nana. My nana actually contributes to the podcast. I support it in the sense that I've listened to the two episodes well, I, I make, was on. I make 20 bucks a month off this whole no thing. No kidding. I swear. Should you be talking about that? Uh, yeah. He's like, my, it's my show, bro. And my dad and my nana. There you go. Yeah. Come on, bro. Come <laughs> on, bro. I love that, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm in the... I, like I said, I, I procrastinate a lot. Also, you can find Lords of Chaos on probably like Amazon. Rent it for like three bucks. It's probably on YouTube. It's a B-movie, man. Really? Yeah, but it's really good. Like I, I support. Okay, to go off on a tangent. Do it. I will defend Macaulay Culkin with every ounce of my being, because no I think okay. So Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie, and I have a lot of sympathy for child stars who are definitely one hundred percent molested in their youth. Macaulay Culkin is one of them, and his parents worked him. Uh, without really his consent, which they are legally allowed to do. And they kind of just said like, hey, Macaulay, you're going to pay for a new house. And they made him do like Page Master. So, which is fine. You know, Macaulay Culkin was a fucking fantastic child star. Home Alone was amazing. Uh, Richie Rich was really, really fucking good. I think he caught a really bad rap when he got into drugs, like most child stars do. Um, he got out of it. He is married to... Um, uh, Richie Rich? No. Who is the chick that played London Tipton? Jessica Wu. Or Wendy Wu. Wendy Wu. Wendy Wu, I think. Jessica Tipton? What's, what's her name? She played London Tipton London's Sweet Life. Name. Yeah, yeah. He's married to her. She has some Asian ass name. Yeah, I know it's some something Wu. No, it's not Wu. Wendy Wu was the character she played. Uh, I'm looking. Um, Brenda Song. Brenda Song. They're married now and they have a kid. And I'm and he lives in like Paris. I'm really fucking happy for him, man. Like, and he was in the newest season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Fucking, whew, his character was so good. Um, I really, really, I, I grew up with my mom talking shit about him really, because he got into like meth and stuff like that. Uh, and I grew up thinking like, Oh man, like fuck Macaulay Culkin. I can't believe he like fell into that kind of stuff. Now I don't know why I'm a Macaulay Culkin fanboy till I die. Like I will defend now. Okay. So going back to Lords of Chaos, Rory Culkin, um, is his brother looks damn near identical to him. They're almost indiscernible. Um, he plays Euronymous, which was the guitarist for Mayhem, uh, which is one of the most famous, not, not even one of the most, the most famous black metal band of all time. Mostly because their lead singer killed himself. Um, <laughs> his name was Pele Olin, mm. and his nickname was Dead. Uh, and he was a vampire, and he died when he was a kid and got brought back. And so for the rest of his life, he lived in kind of like a dream state of like, 
he's dead and when he dies, he'll be back to his normal self. And he committed suicide uh, by, and I don't mean to speak lightly of this, but it's metal as fuck. The only guy to back up his bullshit in this whole scene. He slit his throat, his own throat, and then shot himself in the head with a shotgun. Mm. And the suicide scene, fair warning, on Lords of Chaos is very graphic. It's played by Jack Kilmer, Val Kilmer's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is metal as fuck. Euronymous picked up pieces of dead skull and made necklaces out of them. And it is the cover for their bootleg album, Dawn of the Blackhearts. It is... I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it. <laughs> I love it, though. It's borderline unhealthy, dude. It is unhealthy. But <laughs> but out of all... But I think it's because the whole black metal scene is so pretentious. If there's any... If there's any genre of music where people gatekeep, it's metal. Mm-hmm. And the deeper you go into the subgenres of metal, you get true, true cult Norwegian black metal. And that is where the most gatekeeping is done because it's the most niche fucking um, subgenre of metal. And it's ridiculous. You know, people like bashing non satanic black metal, which is fine, I guess, but like. There's still good music out there. If you enjoy music, it doesn't fucking matter what genre it is or even what the lyrics are about. If you enjoy it, fucking enjoy it. As long as it's not about like molesting kids. I don't care. Yeah, that would be problematic. Yeah, that would be very problematic. <laughs> Shout out to R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> Smells like pee in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm pissing my pants right now. Awesome. Um, no, but um, yeah. All in all, the movie is really, really fucking good, and I recommend it to anybody. In, unless you have an aversion to suicide scenes, then just kind of skip over that. Last yeah. for like ten seconds. Yeah. But the, but there are so many guys, and they're like, "Oh, I just want to murder people because I'm fucking evil." There was one guy. There was one guy. His name was Faust, which is a cool ass nickname. Yeah. He was the drummer for Emperor. He did kill a guy. He murdered a guy for being gay. Yeah. Rife in the black metal scene is white supremacy and homophobia. Um, even mm. though I'm pretty sure, like like Euronymous, his whole deal was he wanted to fuck dudes because it was the most unchristian thing to do. <laughs> Which is funny to me. It's funny as fuck. He was definitely just gay. He just wanted to fuck guys and like wanted to justify it in a homophobic scene. But what if we stuck it in each other's stinkers? That would be really against God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Thank God, man. <laughs> um, so like it was uh, I forget his Faust I forget his real name Faust he um, a guy approached him after a, after like he was in a bar and he took him into the woods and was like yeah let's fuck up here and then he stabbed him to death yeah fucking it was it was brutal um, and then uh, um his name is escaping me right now, even though he is one of the biggest douchebags on the planet. The, the one-man band for Borzum, uh, Count Grishnak. Uh, his real name is Christian something. Where do they get these names, bro? I don't Lord even, of the Rings. I guess. Lord man. of the Rings. No, dead, dead serious. It's Lord of the Rings in D&D. 
Count man. Count Grishnak. Grishnak was one of the. Um, what were the things that Sauron, uh, Sauron rose? Remember, like the trolls. He put the white hand on. Yeah. That was one of the guys, but he got killed by an ant. So, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be called Count Grishnak. <laughs> um, God damn it. It's... Mm, of all the times for a name, he's it's my favorite black metal band. Clearly, they're not that much your favorite, dude. They really are, bro. I'm just a little intoxicated. <laughs> uh, Varg Vikernes. Yeah. That's why I couldn't remember it. It's Varg Vikernes. Varg Vikernes. Um... He murdered your on this. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world, man? Yeah. It was a whole it was a whole scene of <clears throat> yes anding themselves into a situation. Euronymous was kind of the ringleader. Varg wanted to be the ringleader. You know. The whole the whole cycle. It continues. It's a bunch of bullshit, but yeah. but the movie's really good. And there's some really good music in it. Like Freezing Moon is like the staple for black metal. Yeah. It's just a really good song. It's written by Dead and it talks about basically him being dead. Like wishing he was dead. He and the most gimmicky thing any black metal artist could do, he cut his wrists on stage. That wasn't when he killed himself. Right. But he was like, it was like everybody kind of knew about it. They were like, yeah, Dead's going to cut himself on stage. And so he was like, yeah. And he like bled all over a bunch of people. And they were like, eh. it, it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It was a bunch of kids that were mad that Norway was such a good country to live in. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yep. As I dumb as it sounds. I can't. No. Like, why don't we have a good black metal scene in America? It, su- it fucking sucks here. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to live here. Yeah, man. there's so much stuff. I mean, now, now, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like America is the shittiest country because we're not. Right. Like we could live in a third world country. We could live in fucking the Middle East where they, you know, perform cladectomies on women, hmm. um, which we don't do here. Yeah. Um, just vasectomies on you know babies, whatever. Uh, not to get political. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yes, I do. You do? But no, not really. I don't want it. Uh, it'll it'll take up the rest of the episode if I get started on vasectomies and why I disagree with them. Anyway. Well, I'll jump off. I'll jump off this this flowery great conversation uh, and and bring up. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Ukraine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Onto another flowery yeah, situation. Yeah. Another great so deal. I, I, so I work with a Russian chick. Her name is Olga. And I knew as soon as I saw her name, I was like, she's going to be a hoss. And, and is she? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a stout lady, yeah. you know, in a good way. Right. Um, apparently, back in 2012, Ukraine was murdering Russians just because they spoke Russian in public. It, legally. Hmm. Like, the government was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's one of those things where, like, we didn't hear about that. Right. You know? But because... America and Russia has been at war basically since the dawn of America, which <clears throat> I can't disrespect Russia as a superpower. Right. You know what I mean? They, I mean, Vladimir Putin has Russia firmly by the fucking balls. He yeah. is Russia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's KGB he, waits for no one. He yeah, exactly. He's ex KGB. He has allegedly has all of his um, main rivals assassinated. You know what I mean? Like he is the say so in the Russian government. Yeah. Even even when Russia got found out about the doping that they were doing in the Olympics, he was like, "Oh no, fuck no! I didn't know anything about that. Fuck you guys." He definitely knew something about it. But you, are you going to disagree with Vladimir? Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of that coin, I cannot stand people who romanticize the USSR. Like it's like the cool thing again now to be a communist. Right. I hate that. Because any communist regime has been a dictatorship. Everyone's like, well, real, real communism has never been actually tried out. Yes, it has. Because Karl Marx, Vladimir Lenin, Stalin, they all wrote communism as it was because they knew that they could control the population like that. Like, hey, hey. Don't worry, we're gonna provide your food. Everyone will be equal. We're gonna, you don't have to pay for your house. Fuck that. Why do you have to pay to live? Right. The government will take care of it. It's the same boat that fucking Hitler sailed in on, you know, with the Nazi, with the Nazi Socialist Workers Party. <laughs> but it's cool to hate Nazis. It's cool to hate Nazis, but it's okay. To romanticize the USSR because John Lennon was a communist. And he was the Beatles. And the Beatles are fucking great. They're not. They suck. I hate the Beatles. Um, I have Abbey Road on vinyl, by the way. I have the White Album. Well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I only have it, though, because Charles Manson... It's okay to be wrong. I mean... It's what what Charles Manson listened to, and then he was like, yeah, we got to start the race war, man. That's why I wanted to listen to it. It's a good album. You know, I'm not going to like front and be like all of the Beatles songs sucks. I mean, like the Beatles is people suck. Yeah. John Lennon is a piece of shit. And I hate that anybody sees him as like a revolutionary. Uh, che Guerrero was a piece of shit. Fidel Castro was a piece of shit. So was Stalin, Karl Marx. All the guys that like these woke motherfuckers look up to. They were all pieces of shit. That had only the best interest, like their self-interest in mind. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think at some point you believe your own bullshit. Maybe like eventually they were like, yes, this is what is best for Russia. But it started as like a way to power. That's what communism is. So so what about that has to do with, with how you feel about the Ukraine? The Ukrainian war. Because I, I don't think, I think you felt like it was like you weren't it for it. I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all. Russia are, they're assholes. Like the Russian government is, I mean, but every country's government is assholes. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. Like I don't, I don't 100% support any government, not even our own. Right. Especially our own. Uh, I don't think, I don't think any one country's government has it 100% figured out. But how can you? Because we're not supposed to live like how we're living. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be fucking barefoot in the grass, struggling to survive. We're animals. We're not supposed to have one chief over an entire country. 
we can say that shit is checks and balances, but it's not. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that our president can write executive orders. And Trump proved that. Biden has proved that. Like, I don't support or dislike any one politician more than the other. They all suck. And I'm not educated enough to have a true opinion on it. So I'm just going to say they all suck. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my answer. I wasn't a poli-sci major in college. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> Do you right. remember all the shit that we gave poli-sci majors in college? Oh my goodness, man. It was bad. It was bad, man. It was rough for them. But they but they all like... I feel like... And I don't want brought it on themselves. Well, I mean... <laughs> but, I mean... No. <laughs> <laughs> I think... You know, and I don't want to like throw everybody into this boat, you know, so I don't want to generalize anybody. I generalize um, the fuck out of shit. It's okay. But, um, I, th- I feel like people only did that, only do that, like as far as going and getting poli sci degrees simply because they want to either have their opinion affirmed or they want to get on a, they, they just want to argue. With somebody, I agree. You know, and back in the day, I would have been all about that. Right. I I used to love arguing with people. Now I just don't care. I've deleted people that have extreme political views because I just I can't I, I can't be bothered with it. I mean that, and I mean it's really got. I mean especially at the federal level. I mean it can, but more often than not, I've noticed like it's not going to make a difference. On my day-to-day life. Ever. You know? Almost ever. I mean, there was no difference between the day before Trump was, just as an, as an example, there was no difference between, in my life, from the day before Trump was elected and the day after. I still went to school. I still yep. had to go to work. Yep. You know, I still had to do all the things that I normally do. Everything was the same. And that's one of the things where it's like, with having more news media coverage everything is in your face so it's all like it's right there and i agree like and this is kind of what i was hoping to get to at some point um i really when it comes to like journalism and things like that in the news i've really struggled with like i really want to be informed but i don't want to be lied to and at some point one thing that my dad always said growing up was and I really believe it was, you know, if you haven't seen someone in a while, yeah, you got some stuff to talk about. You got some new developments, new life things going on. But if you see someone every day and you talk to them every day for 30 minutes at a time, it's not going to be long before you're done talking, uh, updating, you know? Right. And when you are done updating, but you're still talking to that person, eventually you're going to start telling things and sharing things that's probably nobody's business. Yes. And so I guess I say that to say in the same vein, the news cycle and the 24-hour news cycle has caused that 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 mentality and it has caused that almost desire to the it's kind of the FOMO thing, right? Uh the fear of being of 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 missing out. Yes. You know? And that's where Something that Josh Hauser told me in high school that really makes a lot of sense now was he was talking about the brainwashing that gets done is you have two very differing opinions being blasted at you at all times. 
And eventually your brain shuts down and decides, I don't care. Right. And that's absolutely what's happened to me. That's what's happening everywhere, I think. I mean... Yeah, but then there's still people that really fucking care. Right. Like, they're on one side or the other. Now, granted, I'm on one side or the other of almost every serious political issue. You know? Like, I support a woman's right to get an abortion, because that's not my business. I'm not a woman. But I also don't support gun control. I think it's every American's right to own a gun. Right. Which is on two very fucking opposite spectrums. It really is. You know? And, but... I don't care if your opinion is either or. If you have your reasonings for not supporting abortion or supporting gun control, then okay, good for you. Mm-hmm. You're still my homie. Like I'm not gonna like, oh wow, fuck Devin. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. and that's there's so much of that going on now. It is it is disgusting. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I deleted a guy off my Facebook because he was like. The big dogs out here overturning Roe versus Wade, doing the dirt, like doing doing the important work. I was like, oh, fuck this guy. But I didn't actually know him. So I don't care about him. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't agree with a lot of the posts that he was posting. So I was like, I don't want to see his posts. And it's not that I'm creating an echo chamber. It's that I don't want political stuff on my timeline. You know what You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting you say that. So one of the things that I've struggled with, I'm going to note that. Um I want to talk about that for a second. Um, I came way more prepared this episode than the last one. Um, so one of the things that I'm kind of with this whole 24-hour news cycle thing is I've been really trying to – obviously nobody wants to be lied to. Everybody wants to be able to trust like the news right. that they're hearing and the sources that they're getting it from. But we know that that's not the case. We know that that's not something that is going on. That's why I stopped listening to NPR. Um, I mean, man, like anything, even now, like – I don't listen to any news at all. I try not to, um, but one of the things that I actually picked up as far as the books go, as far as my my collection goes, um, is I picked up a book called um, The Elements of Journalism. It's about what news people should know and the public should expect. Um, And so really what I I want to to gather from that, and I haven't actually... uh, opened it up yet and I've had it for a little while but I've got so much on my queue so maybe next time when I'm on here we can we can rehash that but um, we have to to be informed but I think there's also a certain point where everybody's kind of as you said they, they shut down um, and I think that's something that was kind of a blessing for me um, when I made my new Facebook um, so my Facebook got hacked and I was on a flight like to Vermont when it happened, um, and I wasn't able to get. I mean, up in the air. I mean, I had no service or anything, so like I couldn't. I couldn't fix it until it was too late. And everybody was calling me. Like, I mean, I landed and everybody was hammering me. Dude, you are you messaging me? Like, you're being really weird. And I'm like, oh my god. So, like, I say all that to to say, like, when I did that, I had to make a new one. And what I kind of realized was, I can kind of go back and, and, and really kind of reevaluate like who I want on my feed, right? Who I want to see, what I want to see on my feed, you know, and, and, and especially once you realize it's all algorithms controlling what you see. Right. hundred percent. Um, but that's like one of the reasons why I stopped, like I've deleted my, my, my Instagram. Um, 
I'm sure it's still floating around out there. I'm sure I can get logged right back in, but I just deleted the app on my phone just because I didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, I prefer Instagram to Facebook because I see more of what I actually want to see. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things like I just, it's created such a, it's created such a confusion as far as like what you can trust and what you can't trust. And I think the worst thing that we can do is, well, I got to take more in. You know what I mean? If I can take more 100%, in. 100%, man. I deleted this dude. His name was Norman Gilbertson, right? And it was during one of the most recent um, Black Lives Matter protests that were going on across the country. And this guy obviously just didn't like black people. Yeah. That's really what it was. Uh, which doesn't ever sit well with me because I grew up with Puerto Ricans and black people. You know what I mean? Like, so minorities aren't minorities to me. I just kind of, they were always there. And so, I mean, for a long time, I didn't agree with like Black Lives Matter protests. And then like, I was like, well, you know, like it, they're, they're rioting. And then you kind of, but like this more, more recent when you kind of realize like how much of the rioting is onset by like police force and like people who aren't actually there for the actual like cause of the protest. They're just there to fuck shit up. Right. Which 100%. I get, it's shitty, but I understand it. Um, and, and unfortunately, to a lot of pe- people, like the the movement has been categorized, yeah, as a because of movement. that, because yeah. of that. And I, like, I'm not necessarily saying I agree one way or another, but yeah, I, I, do. I try to stay as neutral as possible. But this most recent shit, like, really kind of brought out some of the more like racist folks and i was like i I just can't i can't deal with you you know what i mean like this dude was this this norm gilbertson dude who was a distant distant cousin of mine he was a genealogist who found me through whatever family i was just kind of like buddy if you like i like i straight up in one comment was like dude if you hate black people just say that just say that you dislike black people but I've learned through, like, even the, the leader of the KKK will say, I'm not racist. I'm just more likely to help a, uh, a, a, a single white mother down her luck versus a, a, a single black mom whose man has been shot in the street and she's living on welfare. And, like, and it goes down to, like, where he thinks he's not saying anything racist. He thinks he's saying the truth, which is shitty. It sucks. And I'm not going to be on like some social movement to like make people realize that they have subtle, subtle, like subtle racist shit about them. I'm just not going to associate with people who are racist. Sure. You know? And that's about as political as I'll get on Facebook. It's just, it's, you know? it's a very closed minded. I mean, just a very. When, when you realize that it's steeped in a lot of ignorance, you kind of can sympathize with them. You're like, man, you just don't know. But I'm not going to be the one you to teach you. You almost feel bad for him. In a sense, yeah, I really do. I'm like, man, like I'm not going to tell you why you shouldn't generalize black people or any minority for that matter. But I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you. Right. You know, I'd, all right, see you later. Plus, plus, this guy was like in his like 60s and or whatever, like late 60s. He's, not, he's stuck in his way. He's not going to change, which isn't necessarily... 
to a degree his fault. <laughs> like, right. Everybody has their own responsibility to change. But at what point is it like you stop blaming your upbringing for the way that you think? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? You can't, can't use that as a crutch forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I personally can't stand that either. I mean, there's a lot of pe- people that they use that as an excuse to, as you said, not, not change. And that's not some, it's not something I can expect. Yeah. Well, that's just the way I was brought up. Like, well, bro, you're like, you're like in, you're well into your adulthood. Like you in fact can do that. Yeah. It is, it is well up to you to decide what you do and don't agree with. But I think, I think a lot of people, when they do that, and I'm not saying that makes it right or wrong, but I'm saying a lot of people do that just to kind of, they they like to put things in boxes. It's the path of least resistance. Sure, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they appreciate the ability to just kind of okay, this is what we've always thought. Okay, I'm not gonna rock the boat. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I mean, I get that. I get that too. You but know, that, that doesn't make it right. You know, and that is partly the problem. But one thing that does baffle me is as I've gotten more into adulthood, and I've gotten more into my own bullshit and what I have to deal with. I don't understand how people care so much, man. I don't understand how people care so much about what other people are doing mm-hmm. because it doesn't affect my day to day life. You know, like I think I, I got a fucking halfway house over here yeah. next to me. Yeah. Do I like it? No, I'm not saying that they should be homeless, but they don't have to live next to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go and try to, kick them out of their fucking house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think, and this kind of, this might go really good into this issue. I was listening to, um, a podcast and Jocko podcast. Yeah. Um, he was doing a, I'm reading about face because of him about face. Yeah. Dude. I've, I've never actually read, read that book, <laughs> but I have, I have heard it. It's, it's, I've heard, I've heard it say, I, I think, it's uh, I have heard that it is one of those books that every like military officer has to have on their bookshelf. You know, I have not even made a dent in it yet. It's a big book, man. Yeah. Um. So he was doing an episode on the Uvalde uh, shooting, and that's a rough one. Yeah. Have Fuck. you have Have you listened to it? No, I, I don't listen to him because I don't have a whole lot of time to listen to podcasts, so I have to like be very picky choosy. Sure. My main three He does are, a long he does long episodes too. Yeah, I love listening form. to him talk though. Oh, he's awesome. You know what I mean? Like like when he reads about face, he's like, All right, back to the book. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like He does that for a lot of I was books, I was on the Korean front. And like the way he has a very intoxicating way of speaking where I'm like, I wanna listen to him speak. That's definitely on purpose. That's the reason he was so successful in his military career. No doubt. 100%. Um, that it's very, the way he looks too is just very solid. So yeah, like, it's calculated. Oh, yeah, it's all calculated. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, 100%. But he also has a goofy side about him. Like when he's advertising for his company, Oh yeah, he's very goofy. He's an absolute goof, bro. But he's also a surfer. And he Which plays is guitar. wild. Because that's like completely opposite of what you would expect yeah. him to do. Like you know? he does jujitsu. Wakes up every morning at four, like what, like four thirty, somewhere around there. In the four morning, four thirty, yeah, yeah. Does his workout, but then he owns a supplement company and a leadership company. But then he'll go surf and play guitar. Dude, I mean that that guy's got it going on, man. 
Um, so I was listening to him kind of talk a little bit, a little bit about the U- Uvalde uh, deal, and um, you know he wasn't giving his. I mean, he was, but it wasn't one of those like. I'm going to tell you what I think. Political tirade things. Right, you know what right. I mean? He was reading the order of events as they happened. And, I mean, it is shocking, by the way, what was going on. Um, Ridiculous. It is. And I guess for me, like, there's a couple parts to it that, that are pretty interesting um, to me as far as him approaching the situation and kind of what he speculates was going on because he did a lot of the training that they do for seals like in san diego and things like that like he put together a lot of the cur- like curriculum. coronada yeah yeah like a lot of the curriculum and things like that but i'm just like thinking about that and it's so and this is like this for anything that goes on you don't know what you would do until you're actually in it exactly we can all spec speculate about what well if i was there Right. You don't know what you would do. Shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to also say that I disagree 100% with how the cops handle the situation. 100%. I don't give a fuck what I would or would not do or whether or not I've been in there. I disagree. Dude, he told, he told in the episode that the parents were, so he has a book called Extreme Ownership. Yes. It's easily on my top five. Easily. I haven't read it. I've been meaning to. Extreme Ownership. I have all of his books. Extreme ownership, dichotomy leadership, leadership strategy and tactics. I mean, the codes and protocols book, whatever that is. Um, Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And one of the uh, one of the tactics that he talks about in that book is talking about basically detaching from the situation. Um, especially when it's chaos and things like that and everybody's just kind of thinking past the end of their nose and that's it someone has to de- detach and observe what's going on, make a plan and move. Okay. Nobody was doing that. And yeah, he said it was crazy to him because there were stories of like the parents that were like begging these police officers, dude, a damn near hour over an hour of nothing happening. Yeah. And then like they, Finally, when they make a move, they crash, find him, dead. You know, He shot himself, didn't he? He's in cut. Well, I, I don't know if he did. He may have. I, 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 I don't know. I, I hope something awful happened to him. Either the SWAT got him or some somebody shot him or he shot himself. Either the way, they got him in custody. But the parents were talking. They were basically detaching. Like, they knew what had to happen. You know the scenario. You know what's going on. Um do something, you know? And it fascinates me because he talks about how like these police officers are going through their training and they're only relying on their theoretical training about how to handle a certain ordeal. Right. You know? And like I can appreciate that to a certain extent, but that training it's much it's a lot like I don't know, like there is no training for what you would do in any. I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of some, something right now, but all you can do for dangerous situations until the situation pops up is theoretical. Right, right, hundred, hundred percent. You know, and okay, so you were talk talking about the the theater thing, yeah, and how it's it's. I mean, theoretical theater, like what yeah. what in the world is that? Like, yeah, 
yes, okay, your training is good for certain circumstances, but right now, what's going on in this circumstance where there's an active shooter happening in a school with kids yeah. and teachers, you need to be detaching from your training and making things happen. Yeah. And it baffled him because a mother was handcuffed because she was trying to detach and get into and the get school. Into the school. Yep handcuffed and so like i guess i say that to say like everybody that looks at the scenario hindsight is always 2020 you know what i mean even for someone like him but if you are in a scenario truly you don't know what in the world you're gonna do yeah and like for parents it's easy it's easy for someone like like me just being honest it's easy for someone like me who doesn't have kids to know like okay well there's a process to this but for someone like you there is no process. The I'm process is my kid is going in there. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm in there and my kid is in there. Oh, trust me. This is very hard for me to fucking deal with right now because my son's about to start kindergarten on Monday. Yeah, man. And I mean, I have to remind myself that this is one of the largest countries in the fucking world. I mean, second to like China and Russia are the other biggest countries. You know what I mean? Right. Like there are so many people in so many schools that the likelihood of it being my child's school is slim to none. But because it's right there in my face, and one of the most emotional aspects of my life is being a parent, I'm having a very fucking hard time. Like a really hard time. And I'm like, nope. If you homeschool your kid, they're going to be socially inept. Mm -hmm. You know, and they are going to have a very hard time getting through life like you don't have the resources to do that so you've got and i can't afford private school Mm -hmm. you know what i mean which where actually more drug dealing goes down than any other school um so i have no choice but to be like okay we'll go to this fucking public school you know and just kind of hope that's really all i have that's all any parent has ever had but now that's all my that's all my parents had and their biggest thing to deal with at the time was columbine Right. Which is still one of the worst school shootings to ever go down. You know what I mean? Like, just because of the sheer menace of it all. Oh, yeah. At least it was students within the school and not, you know, this random dude who decided he wanted to go kill fucking elementary schoolers. Yeah. Right along with the Sandy Hook guy, which I'm so happy Alex Jones is being sued. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Alex Jones is an entertaining individual. It's the frogs, Joe. The frogs are making him gay. Um, oh, my goodness. But, um, I... You know, fuck Alex Jones. You know, on principle. On on principle, just because um, Sandy Hook did happen, kids died, and even if it was proven they hired crisis actors, it still happened. You know, it's Dude. just I don't know, man. I have a very as a parent, man. Yeah. One thing nobody ever, and I was talking about this. I think Wednesday or Thursday. One thing that they never prepare you for as a parent is the emotional turmoil that you go through dealing with. Uh, I mean, like, you know, I've had situations as a parent that I, I'm not proud of how I dealt with it, you know, yelling at my kids or, you know, whatever I did. But uh, also how much new emotion you're introduced to as soon as your child is born. If, if you're not a piece of shit. Um, you know, there, I, it will forever baffle me how there's dads out there, even mothers 
who a chick we went to school with killed her baby. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this Howie. Remember, have you seen Shark Tale? Mm-hmm. Howie, Jack Black's shark. Yeah, yeah. That's what this bitch looked like. Wow. Um, big ass nose, real troll looking face. Hair parted on the middle. Um, she smothered her baby to death because it wouldn't stop crying. Um, which I I really I hate to say it. I get it. Hmm. Being a parent's hard. Being a parent is, and sometimes babies will not stop crying. And you're at your wits end and you're like, just stop. I don't know what else to do. But they don't understand that. You know, the baby is a baby. And that's where it's your job as a parent to detach. Set the baby down. Walk away. Take a breath. And I promise you, as soon as you set that baby down while they're crying, and you you hear them from the distance, and you collect yourself, you're going to be like, what am I doing? I can do something to fix this. Right. And then you go fix it. When you don't take that moment, that's when you ignore all actually let me not let me let let me kind of as a dichotomy it is both a primitive reaction to harm and also take care of your child i can see it on both aspects because being a parent is so frustrating but being not a piece of shit Mm -hmm. I've never hurt my kids like that. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me, man. I will never understand how mothers or fathers can hold their child and be like, fuck this kid. Right. I ugly cried when Quinn was born, man. Like, embarrassingly ugly cried. And there's times where all I have to do is think about how beautiful my kids are and I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> as and, you swat uh, a fly as I swat a, fuck that fly I hope it's maggots die <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can't help but look at all kids like that man you know like fuck yeah. like they have parents and I will 100% ju- if there's one thing I don't like about you as a parent I won't talk to you right 100% because I'm sure there's things that I do that people think they go oh, well that guy doesn't do that right as a parent I don't give a fuck fuck you I have good kids. I have good, smart, talented, good-looking kids. I don't give a shit what you say. You know, like, I know I've got my own bullshit to work on, but one thing I'll never do is abandon my kids. And I don't understand backtracking to the Evalde thing. I don't understand how any of those officers, you know some of them had to have kids, how they didn't imagine, like, immediately snap into dad mode. Snap into dad mode anytime I see any kid ever, even if their parents are with them. Yeah. But I don't know, man. That's neither here nor there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I can understand it. I do understand it from a emotional aspect. And again, this might be, this might be the objective side of me. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want this to downplay, you know, the, right. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the what you just said. <clears throat> But I think, you know, trying to understand it from, like, maybe trying to understand it, not necessarily rationalize it, but understand where they were going with that of, like, why they didn't go into dad dad mode, you know? They didn't want to die. Well, they didn't want to die, but they didn't want to 
put the officers in a situation where they're not thinking logically or they're not thinking objectively and they end up letting their emotions kick into overdrive and then they accidentally cause casualties. Right. You know, but standing out there worrying about whether or not you're ready mentally or emotionally to get in there and do something while, oh, by the way, he's in there just, you know, letting loose on... Blasted five-year-olds? Yes. Like, I can't remember. It was four or five times. Four or five times in the time span that it took for them to finally get in there and get the guy, four or five times kids are calling 911 begging them to send police. Yep. So it's like, what are you, like, I mean, what are we doing? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? You got parents that are, what are we doing? Like, I don't even under, I, I, I'm with you. I can't wrap, wrap my head around that. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because me and my wife were talking about it earlier too. We're like, she was like, there's nothing. You would have to physically restrain me, handcuff me, which they did do yeah. to keep me out of the school. I'm like, yeah, I, I would get shot. Like, I would fight an officer. 100%. I would throw hands with an officer. Like, you would fucking me, like, you're not going in there, but you're not going to let me go in there? I, I don't give a shit. I, like, if somebody's going to hurt my... Okay, let me, let me compare it to this. Do you know why in dreams you can't hit hard? You've never been in a fight. You ever been in a fight? Yeah, me either. <laughs> like, twice, maybe. I used to box my friends for fun, but I don't know what it's like to fight out of pure anger except for when I was 12. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but that's why like when you throw a punch in your dream, you like kind of like fall down or you're like moving slower. It kind of like slides off them because you don't know, your brain doesn't know what your fist connecting with a face feels like. But I did have a dream where someone was talking shit to Quinn and I put that motherfucker up against the wall and beat the fuck out of him. I knew exactly what that felt like, but I've never experienced that. That's the kind of emotion that goes into being a parent. Like, that's the best thing I can equate it to because I've never actually had to defend my kids. Like, thank God I've never had to do that. You know? Um, but um, do you remember a dude named Logan Drew? Seems like it, yeah. So if I ever see that dude again, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Because he didn't necessarily insult my kids, but he brought up my kids in an argument that I was having with him. Hmm. I'm like, okay, when I see you, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. That was like three years ago. I hope he still remembers that. Because I truly mean it. I'm going to beat the fuck. This is very much premeditated. I'll beat the shit out of him. And I thought I saw him one time in the liquor store. But we all had masks on. So I was like, like I turned around and I stared at him. And he kind of shifted eyed. Like, that could have been anybody though. Hmm. You know? And then I waited out in the parking lot <laughs> to see if it was him. And he got into a car full of like four other dudes. And I was like, it's not the time. <laughs> like, right. But if I ever see him like at a store, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Don't talk about my kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you but that's just kind of how that is. And um, if I get arrested for that, fully 100% this would be subpoenaed. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. I hope everyone knows it's premeditated. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, this is how I get when I talk about my kids, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be passionate about it, bro. I mean, you got, that's the most important thing you can be passionate about is your kids. Cause you only get one shot at being a good parent. Um, and it's easy to fuck it up. Well, and you never like stop, you never stop 
like seeing from what I've heard anyway, you never stop seeing the the little kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Because I still like now. Granted, Quinn's not a big kid. Right. <laughs> He's only five. But you still see that top. But I, I still see that baby. Right. Where I'm like, oh my god. Like any time that I ever lose my patience with him, I go back to that. Yeah. And I'm like, this was just your baby five years ago. You know, and I'm like, okay, chill out. He's five. He has not lived any life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he's only got my personality to go off of. Mine and my wife's is his main influence. Right. And I'm an asshole. Well, I mean, even like, so a couple, I don't know, probably, I don't know how long ago it was. It was several years back. Several years back for Christmas, I don't know what I was doing or what I was thinking, frankly, but I actually, like, I was still working at Woody's at the time. Okay. And it was Christmas Eve, and we closed early, you know. And I had gone out. I was going to go. So every Christmas Eve prior to her passing away, we would always meet up at my great-grandmother's house in Kentucky for Christmas Eve for my mom's side and everything like that. And I I was of age, um, so I was at least 21. Um, and I went out and I got a six pack and I, I brought it home and I was going to enjoy it with, with my dad, you know, um, you know, just my new thing, you know, this is a new thing. And I, I thought, you know, he would be cool with it and everything. And he wasn't, when I told him that I had it in the car, like just kind of like almost like I got, I got it in the car, you know? Yeah. Saying? Yeah. Um, it wasn't the reaction I was expecting. Um, and I didn't really understand it because I was like, you know, one thing that my dad had always said, and I'm not trying to make this sound bad on him or anything like that, but it was actually really smart of him and really well thought out. He told he told me that one day when I'm of age, if I wanted to, we could go to a bar or something like that. He'd let me get just completely wasted, just completely, utterly wasted. He would. It's not that fun. He'd be my, my DD and everything. He said, said he's like, I'll drive you home. It'll be fine. I won't have anything. We'll drive drive you home. The reason I, I would want that to happen is because I want you to feel what it feels like the next day. It's awful. And so you will know what it feels like and won't want to do it again. And that that spoke. Now, granted, I was kind of like, how about I just take your word for it that it sucks? <laughs> but so yeah. I say that, like, I guess with, with this in mind, like I had... So I kind of took that mentality of like, okay, he, you know, I'm not saying I wanted to in that moment, but, you know, if I wanted to stay at home, you know, with him and my parents or whatever and, and you know, have a few for Christmas or whatever, you know, we weren't going to make a big deal. But his response was not that. And then when my mom found out about it, she broke down. Really? Yeah. And the reason why the next morning after everything had kind of settled down and everything, like I poured it down the drain and everything, I felt awful. I was like, what in the world is going on? Like I, I, it was not what I was expecting. And my dad brought out the next morning, he brought out the, um, the baby photo that, uh, I had had made when I was just born. And he had said with my mom sitting there, he had said, that is what I know you're, you're, you know, I'll say I was 23, 24, whatever. That is what she sees. Is, is that baby. 
She doesn't see this, you know, this 23, 24 year old, she sees that baby. And so, and she just broke down even more. Like, and so that's what, that's what kind of like spoke to me. Like everybody, even if your kid is 23, 24 years old, you still see them as, you know, they, right. you, you need to be there for them in that way, you know? I don't know if that's how, how you have felt or anything like that, but. I mean, my, my kids are still very young, so it's easy. Right. You know, it's super easy. I mean, my two-year-old, who has be, he's beginning to speak very fucking well. Yeah. I was like, he was walking away, and he's tiny. He's a little, he's, even for two, he's, he's small. You know, he's a small, he takes after my wife, who's only five feet tall. <laughs> um, he was in the hallway, and I had called him out of his brother's room. I said, hey, man, it's time to, you know, take medicine. And, you know, he takes allergy medicine, and, uh, you know, time to go for bed. He's walking down the hallway, and I say, hey, baby, can I carry you? And he was like, no. I was like, no. And then he changed his mind. He's like, yeah. And I picked him up, and he's like, can you, and he said, can you hold me like a baby? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I held him like a baby, and I was like, oh. I was like, mommy, look at our baby. And she was like, oh. But it's because it's so easy for us to like, especially him. He's only two. Right. I feel like I've had him forever. Yeah. You know, because that's just how it gets when you become a parent is like, you can't imagine not. Like I, I, look, like, I look at my time before I was a dad and I'm like, yeah, it was cool. But like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. Like, what did I fill my time with? Because my time is so much now just my kids. You know, me and my five-year-old have our tradition of after the two-year-old goes to bed, we go upstairs and play video games. Or I'm reading to him right now at Rotten School by R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we play Skate together and Last Kids on Earth and like all these different games that like he's really into. I love seeing his personality blossom. Like the other day, I've talked about this a lot since it's happened because it was so cool to me. Um, you know that song put on by Jeezy? Yeah, yeah. I put on from my city. Right, right. So we're playing Skate 3, and there's a... Have you ever played Skate 3? I played a lot of Tony Hawk and play Skate, though. Okay, so Skate, there's a a dam, like, to a drainage ditch. And you can drop in on it and skate down the drainage ditch. And Put On by Jeezy comes on, and we're about to skate that. That's, like, one of our favorite spots to skate. And he was like... (laughs) He goes... This is my favorite song in this game. Now, granted, he loves Joy Division and Pixies, and there's a Joy Division and Pixie song in that game. So he chose this song over both of those bands. And he goes, Dad, this is my favorite song in this game. I said, really? Well, what do you, what do you like about it? Because he's not in a rap like that. Right. And I was like, he says, uh, I don't know. It's the song that they had for the intro for the game. Um, and so it shows really good skating. So I just think of really good skating when I see this and I, I try to skate better and I don't know. It just, it just makes me feel cool. And I was like, that is the most real fucking description of any song ever. Right. Like it just makes me feel cool. Everybody has a song that makes them just feel cool. Yeah. You know? And for me, it's, it's, uh, Venus and Furs by the Velvet Underground. I just feel cool when I listen to that song. I, and everybody has that song, but it was the most, it was so raw in the moment that I was so happy I got to see that development for him. Like him work through his thoughts of like, I don't know, it just makes me feel cool. 
Like, it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a reason to like a song. Yeah. Other than it just makes you feel cool. And I just want to know why. And, and yeah, and like everybody, like I associate Kanye West um, uh, stronger with good fighting because it was a never back down. Mm. You know? Yeah. And before that, I associate it with sex because it sounds like he's wanting to fuck a girl in that song, you know? And then I watched Never Back Down. I was like, oh, shit, I want to beat somebody up now. What is that one song that I'm thinking of? It's from The Heavy. Um, I don't know. I don't listen to them. It is, well, it was on a video game, um, Borderlands 2. Oh, I've heard it's a great game. Short Change Hero. So whenever I hear this song, we just pull it up. So, like, it just really... Almost like Outlaw Country. Dude, and Badland, or uh, Borderlands is... And, like, when it really kicks the drums in, like, it's just very, like, wow. Hey, yo. I just feel cool right now. Right, like, <laughs> I could see anything open. It's just, like... It's got very open to anything. Static. You know that song, the intro by XX or intro by the XX. Mm-hmm. That song. Yeah. I feel cool when I listen to that song. This is a song that I feel really cool listening to. <laughs> since, since we're Isn't about that songs. funny? We're dead. We're in our late twenties. Yeah. The song makes me feel really song cool. Makes you feel cool. I feel like you're gonna jump in a car somewhere. This is a song I feel like. That's an intro to a podcast. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it is. Um, Did I tell you Jose made my intro? Oh, the uh, the the lo-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think you did tell tell me that. But yeah. that intro is solid because it's yeah. like it comes in and it's just like it's here and then it's gone. And then the outro was just a variation of the intro, but it sounds like there's a record needle being picked up. Yeah. That's why I put it as the outro. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I had a very different idea for my logo when I first started this thing. Very inspired by lo-fi, and that's why I wanted the lo-fi intro. And Jose was like, I, I asked him like on the podcast, he's like, do you have an intro yet? And I was like, I don't. I was Honestly, I was going to ask you, and he was like, I was going to make it for you even if you didn't ask. Right. I was like, I love you. So, so when you first started, though, did 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 the show? So, you, so you've been doing this for a couple of years now. No, only a little over a year. Really? Yeah. Started in twenty twenty one. Really? Yeah. When did I come on the first time? Sometime last year. Yeah, I mean, because was... my first in person podcast for the year was two three weeks ago. I haven't uploaded it yet. I'm procrastinating. Yeah. But I have enough episodes that if anybody finds the podcast, they can, you know, there's enough to listen. There's yeah, there's, there's plenty. There. There's plenty there. Um, but, like, I seem to, like, recall, like, it initially, may, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, and I guess I'm bringing this up because it fascinates me seeing, like, the the evolution of, of entertainment, the evolution of shows in general, but... It seems like I remember you wanting it to be like a show where you kind of just talked about whatever came to mind. Yeah. With the time span of how long it takes you to drink a cup of coffee. Yes. Um, I did away with that. Okay. Because okay. I got tired of drinking coffee. Yeah. Uh, Do you still drink coffee? Or? Yeah, well, yeah, I drink coffee. Yeah. I had coffee today. 
but I don't want to drink it at night and I don't want to drink decaf yeah. because it tastes like shit and I have to put something in it. That's I, whack. I prefer black coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I, I kind of like, there's times still where I will make a cup of coffee before a podcast, especially when it's like not somebody that I know already, I won't drink. Sure. Like I like to get more loose with the homies, you know. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but if it's someone I don't know, I won't. I won't drink. You want to be on your game. Yeah. So just to have something there, like, um, like my like, because I used to smoke, I used to dip. I don't do that now. So, but I have to have like a habitual thing that I do. Right. I have to have like you have to replace it just to settle my mind. Sure. And You're for the podcast, something. it's a drink. Actually, for daily life, it's a drink. Yeah. You know, like I walk around work with. If it's not coffee and water, it's an energy drink and water. I always have two drinks. Whenever you're the majority around. of the time, dude. No way. I That's have wild, to. Wow, bro. I have to. I don't know why. Like I'll find a place to set it down, and then I'll get to work. You know. Do you? Did you ever vape or anything? No. I didn't know if you ever vaped. No, I. Well, I mean, I kind of tried it when like the e-cig things were coming out because I, I have asthma and I knew I shouldn't be smoking. Yeah. Um. I tried the e-cig for a little bit, but it's not the same. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's not the same at all. It doesn't replace it. It so that's why I did that's why I started dipping. Right. Was to replace the nicotine. I was like, okay, I'll just start a new addiction and get I'll quit smoking. At least it won't fuck up my lungs. <clears throat> and then Peyton got pregnant. And I was like, Yeah, I don't want to see my I don't want my kid to see me spitting in a bottle. So then I just stopped. Dude, it's so awesome to see like people almost they especially when they have kids going back to the kids when they have kids they kick certain vices on behalf not on behalf but they kick certain vices because of their kids and the one thing that stopped that like at least maybe and maybe it's my alcoholism taking over to rationalize it in my head but my son knows that I drink whiskey it's my drink um I don't try to hide it, you know. I don't ever want him to think like this is a bad thing, because I'm not out of control with it. I'm not getting plastered every night, you know. Just loosen it up. I mostly drink on the weekends, and it's always at night. Yeah, always. I don't. I don't day drink. Not for me, unless well, unless I'm at the pool. Then I'm doing like Bloody Marys or beer or something, something light. Uh, But whiskey is reserved for like playing the guitar, drawing, writing. Or chilling, you know? Like, I'll pour some whiskey, and then I'll go upstairs and play the game with him. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever want to think that's a bad thing, because it's it's okay in moderation, you know? And it creates that stigma where it's like, <clears throat> well, my parents made me think this was bad, and I feel like it's not, so then you overdo it. Right. You know? And the first time I ever drove intoxicated, that was my reasoning, was, well, my mom is driven intoxicated, so... Why shouldn't I? Hmm. You know, but I mean, both my parents did it. You know, um, and then you get older and realize, well, that's stupid. It is dumb, and I'm right. lucky to be alive and not, you know, in jail, not have killed somebody. Um, but I, th- I think it's very important for your kids, especially because now, I, I can't, I can't give a definite difference between tobacco and alcohol, except for tobacco. Gives you fucking cancer. You know what I mean? Alcohol is different for me at least because it can be consumed for a number of reasons. Whether it's creativity or addiction. 
you know, or like I got into whiskey. I appreciate the art behind making whiskey. I love, I love the process of it. Uh, and it made me appreciate it more. So I'm all about trying different whiskeys. I think it's important to show responsible behavior with that. My kids have never seen me fucking plastered mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Also because I don't like to get plastered. Last time I got really hammered right there, <laughs> right that, there that night. Now I, this was during the day. And then when we got back to camp, I got the most shit face I've ever got in my life. This is over a week and a half. I drank this much in a night of Knob Creek, different bottle, but you know, same volume. Right. <clears throat> I did. I I woke up the next morning. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. I really did think. I was like, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm gonna fucking die. It's a miracle I made it home, and um, all praise to my wife for letting me sleep all day mm. because that was the most irresponsible thing I've ever done in my life, mm. ever. Worst hangover I've ever had. I was hungover for two days. Like, Ooh. yeah, like I like I like I I slept and and got over the majority of it the first day. But I went to work the next day and I was like, I still don't feel right. You know, because I got, I got fucked up on a Saturday, came home on a Sunday, hungover. Yeah. I didn't even get to really enjoy the camping experience because I was hungover. Hmm. We left really early and um, shout out to my dude for even holding it together enough to get us home. And then I came home. I had thrown up. In the tent with my face in it. Oh. While we were driving, I threw up out of the car, which we were going on the highway. It splashed back into the car. So my wife cleaned up all my throw up while I laid in bed hungover. And then I came out. <laughs> I woke up at whatever time I woke up. I got home at like nine, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I got up in the middle of the day and I was Drinking water, Gatorade or whatever I was drinking, and I threw up in the sink. It was all liquid, so I mean, there's just wash it down. She was like, "Go back to bed." I went back to bed. She was pissed, dude. (laughs) I mean, but like, so something similar happened. Like, it didn't happen to me, but um, and again, I won't name drop anybody. But I was, I was, I dare you. I was, I won't do it. You and you won't make me. Um, I won't do it. Um. I won't yeah. do it. I won't. And then you say the name. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I know you're not. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my buddy's weddings was uh, <clears throat> happening, and I was I was a groomsman, and um, they, you know, it was it was they, so you we had not have to say anything. We 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 uh, um, we had gone to this like. Ret- I guess it was a retreat. I forget where it was now. Somewhere around Nashville, but um, it was a cabin area and things like that. And they were getting. It was like we were staying there for like a night, and then the wedding happened. So it was two days basically. Um, and the first night, like you know, obviously I was not drinking, so you know I was just kind of there. Everybody was kind of everybody else was getting loose. You know what I'm saying? But the guy that was the best man, 
um, was getting hammered. I mean, and several of the other guys were too, but I mean, it was the night before they were going to sweep it off. It was going to be fine. Day of the wedding happens. It's always a risky game. Risky game, bro. Especially before a wedding. That's very risky. Very risky. Even more risky, you are drinking the day of the wedding before the wedding has happened. So this guy is the best man, and he is, I mean, we're hitting, not we, but they are hitting like Tennessee honey, and they're hitting heavy-duty stuff. It's a good hangover here. Yeah. I I drink Tennessee honey when I'm sick. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I swear by it. <laughs> um, I've got a bottle up there right now. He uh, he gets wasted the day of the wedding. The day of the... I mean, I'm talking about the dude is stumbling all over himself. Um, Not to one-up you, but kind of to relate to it. My best man at my wedding was on Coke the past two days before my wedding. Oh, no. Yeah. So anyway, you had a responsibility is the point I was making, right? Yes, absolutely. It, you have to be there for the person that's getting married. Deliver a speech, hold the ring. Dude, he was, I'm not kidding. We were getting, we were dressed. We were getting ready to walk out and he is puking in the sink. Oh, fuck. He is puking in the sink. And they were talk, talking to me like I was supposed to be the... Like, hey, this he might not make it. Like, right. We're we're probably gonna have to make we're gonna have to call call an audible here. Um, and so I'm sitting there going, I don't have anything prepared. I mean, I'll do what I can do, I guess. Right. But and it ended up being fine and everything ended up work, work working out. But I was just like, dude, how selfish do you have to be? Like, I'm not saying you can't drink. That's not my job. I'm not here to to babysit you yeah. in that way. But the groom should not be worried about. You know, babysitting right somebody in their in their party. You know what I mean. This is their day. This is speaking at it from an alcoholic's perspective because I've been through my own you know bouts of alcoholism. Once that alcohol takes hold, it is hard to stop, man. Yeah, it is hard. Like it gets to a point where almost nothing is important. Like. I've gone through it. Where I know I've gone too far is I've woken up in the morning and looked at the bottle before work and been like, shit, maybe. And I'm like, yeah. no, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And that's when I cut myself off because it's like, it's it's the mental game. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's acknowledging your own addiction. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I, I kind of look at stuff like, like that and I'm like, man, I get it. But dude, yeah. No, for sure. That was extremely irresponsible and very selfish. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, it just—I couldn't—I couldn't believe that 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 something like that had happened. And and to have to worry on your wedding day about whether or not if your best gonna man's going to be yeah. able to walk. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Right, yeah. right now, like, dude, he was—he was—he was not happy about it. The groom, the groom was not happy about it. He actually came came back to me. I was like, dude, we should have made you the best man. Like, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> And I was like, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I mean, that's not, you know, that wasn't my my place. You know what I mean? Right. But at, at the same time, like, dude, I'm not. And I don't know, like, maybe that, that to me, like, that just goes back to, like, I'm a very, like, naturally, I, I try to be a caretaker. So when things are, when there's a party going on or if there's, like, you know, 
group of people are around. Everybody's having a good time. Leaving cups everywhere. I'm the guy that's kind of looking around, going, "All right, what needs to get cleaned up? You know, what what, what does that person need over there?" Like, I begrudgingly do that. You know what I mean? I hate like because I I don't look to take care of anybody. Right. I don't want to do it. Right. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a lazy, self-disciplined person. Well, I'm, I mean that's fine. I'm, I'm fairly lazy. I I will be the first to admit I'm lazy. Um, but if Maybe. I see someone that needs help, I can't just sit there and be like. I'm like, all right, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get up. Like that, like that type of shit. Like, right. like fuck you for making me do this. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. How, how, how dare you? How dare you intrude on, on you my are, mental you space? Are, you are, you are <laughs> intruding on, exactly. On my personal well-being. How dare you inconvenience me? Yeah. Like, oh, no. I, I, get, I get main character syndrome about it. I'm like, Here, are you really making me do this? Right. And I mean, you know, there are some cases where I think that, that, that's fine. You know, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna do it to anybody like I actually give a shit about. I'm right. speaking strictly on people that I like don't know that well. Right, like, you, know, you like, can't handle yourself like this. Yeah, you need if to it's, be able to handle it. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not handling your, you're not handling <laughs> your butt very well, dude. Exactly. Oh, all right, man, we're coming up on four hours. Are we really? Yeah, I think the last one was like two and a half, something like that. Got to get up tomorrow with kids. God, being a dad, my are you, favorite thing to do. Yeah. You're, you're out. You're, you're. Are, are you really like, like using your kids as an excuse to end this episode? One hundred percent. I've done it multiple times, because it's the truth. Either my two year old or my five year old will be in my bed at six o'clock in the morning. You're not the first parent. I and they'll go. That. They'll go. I'm like, <laughs> take my mask off, turn off my machine. I'm like, what? Quinn will be like, can I go just play video games? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Can you get up? No. <laughs> no, it's six o'clock. I'm tired. <laughs> We're not doing this right right now. <laughs> We're not doing this right now. But yeah, man. Shit. Thanks so much for coming on. Dude, enjoyed it, man. Great Thanks for having me back on again. And uh and also we'll go check out that record player really yeah, quick. Too. I, want, do I really do want to show you that. I want to see see the bass yeah. too. Yeah, it's actually on the kitchen table. Come on, dude. Try to keep it. Let's go do it. All right, All right man. Cool.